On the Pilot TV podcast this week, we are doing our best to stay just good friends with Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen in Platonic on Apple, taking a jaunt to the Isle of Man with Saran Jones and Eve Best in Maryland on ITV, and finally getting the chance to sniff out lies with Natasha Lyonne in Poker Face on Sky Max. Plus, as you heard last week, uh, and you may have heard a couple of days ago when it happened, given how loudly Kay was squealing about it, but the stars and creators of Colin from Accounts are on the show this week as well to talk nipple flashes and animal care, specifically Patrick Brammel and Harriet Dyer. No relation. I'm James Dyer, and welcome to the Pilot TV Podcast, your essential guide to every show that matters and a series that can exclusively reveal what is behind the locked door in Anthony Lockwood's house. Turns out, it's the type three phantoms of the Netflix executives who made the decision to add Lockwood & Co. to the mass grave of great YA shows that the streamer has unceremoniously axed of late, uh, meaning that we will not get to see the rest of Joe Cornish's excellent series. Boyd Hilton, Kay Ribeiro, for you are both here. Uh, uh, they came for our winks, and we said, well, something. They came for our warrior nun, and we also actually did speak out. They even came for the bastard son of the devil himself, and we were absolutely furious. What say you about this latest travesty? Uh, it's it's very sad, yeah. Although, um, no, it's just very, very sad. It's, it's uh, irritating, annoying... Um, because there are plenty of those uh, YA fantasy shows that I wasn't personally obsessed with, like unlike you, who was obsessed with all of them. I mean, obviously you grieved for Winx. I grieved for... Uh... Mm, well, to be honest, I did not grieve for Winx. I grieve, I grieve always grieve for, for shows that's because you feel for the cast and the crew and, you know, all of that. But I didn't personally have a particular... James, you're the only cheeky winker here. I'm the... I'm the yeah. 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 But, the, but Lockwood & Co. was great. Was I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, we did a spoiler special. Didn't we, we did, Hailing yes. our... Um, yeah. Special Joe Cornish. Special Joe Cornish. Um, and it, what was... You know, I'm sure it didn't get... I think it was number one at one point. It was great. Yeah, it was really UK good. People loved chart, it. Yeah. So obviously Netflix cancelled it. I mean... You have to wonder, yeah. What the? F- I mean, obviously, apart from the obvious, that not quite. That must have a, some kind of threshold of number. It's it's this deranged algorithm thing. Like we've been chatting about this. Like, what does it mean? Like they're saying, oh, more people need to watch it in the opening weekend, and so people do, and then they go, oh yeah, the figures trailed off really quickly. So because you told everyone to watch it in the opening weekend, yeah. what do you want from us? Yeah, it's just like <laughs> breathe. <laughs> I'm really irate. I know. I'm very it's upset because I liked Lockwood as well. But it's yeah, just, yeah. Do you think they're they're just they're all, morons? Do you think the decisions are all made by AI? Do you think that's what it is? Oh God, probably. I mean, why not just run the, whole, yeah, why yeah. Not just run the whole TV world with AI? I mean, the Netflix algorithm is what's going to kill us all ultimately. It might do. It'll, it'll just be like humanity cancelled. It's annoying because I interviewed uh, Patrick Gibson today, who's in uh, for a future episode of the Oh, podcast. yeah, spoke to him about Shadow and Bone, didn't you? Shadow, well, it wasn't actually about Shadow and Bone. It was about the second season <laughs> before we died on Channel 4. But I did ask him about Shadow and Bone and whether that had been, because that came out, what, a couple of months ago on uh, season two, Netflix? Yeah. That's right. And they haven't heard yet about season three for that. So it's another one. <laughs> it's another yeah. one, which is, you know, in Will doubt. it be Shadow and Boned? That's the question. Very good. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's weird. What again? Go back to we've been saying it for years, haven't we? Don't over, don't commission so much stuff. Maybe you know, commission less stuff, and I don't know. Stuff. Give it keep, a chance. Keep more stuff. Yeah. Let more stuff. Go. They just got. They got to have faith in their products, right? They just got to hold their nerve. I just don't think they're even on. That's. I don't think it's. It's just not thinking about it in that way. It's like a different way mm. of, yeah. It's like, Re- it really made me think of this because I was watching, obviously, as you know, I'm watching Barry at the moment. But you know the episode mm. where where her show is on that that network, yeah. you know, that streaming the service. Streamer That's service, right yeah. on the streaming service, and and it's it's on the homepage. She's really excited, and then it gets cancelled before the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, yeah. oh yeah, unfortunately, the algorithm has decided. It's it's all very pointed and you know relevant. Completely, yeah. Um, a glimpse into the future. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's scary. I think it, I think they'll. Um, I don't know. I'm saying I have no idea, no no evidence. For this. I was going to say I think they'll come to their senses and do less. <laughs> what and resurrect Fade the Wings? Oh no, I don't think they'll do that. <laughs> You've got hopes be. up there. Yeah. Sorry. No. I, th- I mean, I think they'll commission less and and you know recommission more. But who knows? Well, we shall we shall hope and see. Right. Okay. Should we talk about what we have been watching? Yes. Who wants to go first? Okay. I'll go first. Yeah. yeah. Right, James. Please say you watched the Eurovision. Do you come honestly on, believe on. <laughs> for one second I watched but, a single solitary moment no, of Eurovision? I obviously said that's a bit of a joke, but then it was filmed in Liverpool. It was in the UK for once, so I thought maybe just, you know, to experience it. No, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just wondering why James, James got a particular tie to Liverpool that we didn't know about. No, but, you know... <laughs> yeah, I was confused by that. I was like, it was filmed in Liverpool, Liverpool James. I was like, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> was Shadow and Bone filmed in Liverpool? <laughs> It might have been. An episode no, of The Expanse yeah. famously <laughs> took place in Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just meant it was film, filmed here. So it oh, was, I see. You know, well, it was a big deal. So okay. is it a thing where it's filmed here because did we win last year? No, Ukraine won, but obviously oh, right. they can't, can't host have it this there. year. Okay. Yeah. So sure. we, um, we came second. We came right. second, So yeah. we stepped in. And it was an absolute bloody triumph. It was brilliant. Liverpool did a great job. Didn't of... we come second to last? Yeah. Yeah, no, but I know it was a brilliant the fact that last, yes, yeah. we so did. the opposite of a triumph in that regard. In that regard, yes. Right. But in terms of hosting the blood, just just back off, right? In terms, <laughs> she's of, on the edge. Yeah, I am. I've got to warn everyone. I am a little bit on the edge. Okay, good. Um, it's going to go well. Yes, no, but in terms <laughs> we of review like, breeders later on, and see what happens. Oh my god! <laughs> Fight to the death. Um, in terms of hosting, it was just a triumph in that regard. Liverpool put on a great show. Um, the host did a great job. Julia, particularly, who was from Ukraine and was, you know, there to represent. And it was just fun. They, you know, everything went to plan largely. Um, and largely? Yeah, it did. I think it largely went to plan. Yeah. There were a couple of moments. Hmm. Um, Coming second from last didn't go to plan. Okay, that didn't go to plan, but it's taking part that counts. I mean, I personally am all about the winnings. So I don't want to <laughs> People say say taking part is what counts, right? But um, and we have to give a little shout out to Mel Giedry, who was fantastic. Shouldn't the shout out be? And I didn't watch this, but I'm fairly certain the MVP was Hannah Waddingham. Yes, no, Hannah Waddingham was extraordinary. I was coming ah, to that. Sorry, right? have I stolen no, your thunder? You only know that because I mentioned her last week hosting the semi-finals. Well, no, also because of all the memes and the stuff. Oh and, my God, she yeah, was sensational. Sure. Yeah. She was fantastic. And I'm always going to come to that. And the fact that also they did this rousing rendition of You'll Never Walk Alone and all the um, the hosts walked onto stage and it was just very emotional. Ooh, ooh, because Liverpool. Yes, because Liverpool. I understood um, that reference. God, your eyes lit up. Um... But Mel Giedroy did this really funny thing where she was dressed as a milkmaid that everyone was talking about because it was just so weird and funny and hilarious. And Mel is very amusing. Um, she dressed up during. I mean, with she was with the Polish because she's part of Polish Lithuanian descent, isn't she? There was an old a Polish act, wasn't there, from a couple of years ago that did actually have a milkmaid yeah. as part of their performance in 2014. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was very funny. If you saw the image, well, actually, I was going to say you'd laugh. You probably wouldn't. Hmm. But you might uh. smirk. Okay, and I'll take a good. smirk. Yeah. So the Eurovision was um, a pretty big deal, James, and that was fun to watch. Did you watch it, Boydo? I did, yeah. I watched it. But I actually have some criticisms. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah. Since you've since oh you brought it up. Oh, my God. First of all, I, I think the um, they raised expectations uh, massively. You know, there was this whole thing about where they had rehear- big rehearsed the whole thing the day before. And in fact, interestingly, you know the, the, um, the, the marks are given, mm. the jury gives their marks for each act, James. And then the James public, is glazed over. The British public get get to vote as well. But the jury 
gets to see the rehearsal and they basically base their uh, voting on the rehearsal, which mm. is interesting. What? Yeah, it's weird. Then the public on the night watches, yeah. Then they add in hundreds of votes from the public. So I've got, one of my criticisms is they don't explain what, what they don't explain. This is, this is relatively recent. It's a bit of a mix of jury marks, which is literally like six or seven people, you know, supposed experts on pop music or whatever, deciding who they want to give their points to. Then the public comes in, and the public vote is worth a lot of a completely, like Finland was it, I think, that went from towards the end of the uh, vote when it was just the juries, and then went became, went second once the public votes had come in. They didn't explain how many points are available from the public vote. And it's, so it's a complete mystery. They're going, so that, you know, Graham Norton goes, oh, and 230 points go to... Belgium, and you're like, oh, how many points exactly are available? And no one mentions it. <laughs> Do you know what? I know this is a that's slight... A, that's the difference between... <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a really great point, but there's a difference between you and me. You spotted that and yeah. cared about that, and I was like, just right. let it wash over well, me. Funny like... enough, so a lot of... I mentioned this on Twitter, and right. a lot of people said to me, this is... They explained to me how what the what the votes were worth and how many you can get, but I was like, no, that's not my point. I'm, uh, that, thanks for explaining to me, but the point is, it should have been explained to the viewers <laughs> on the TV show. That's my first criticism. Right. Secondly, he's limbering up. There was a big. One, I started saying in the rehearsal, there was a big like, and people were saying Scott Mills, and people were saying, oh, they, they, it was like behind closed doors, so that people couldn't see the big secret surprise on the night. So everyone, what was the people, surprise? Well, this is the thing. Who was the surprise? <laughs> everyone, people were thinking Paul McCartney, you know, Liverpool, blah blah blah. And I was oh, it like, was Sonia, wasn't it? It was Sonia. Who's Sonia? Red well, Sonia. Sonia. I mean, that's yeah, a Red question. Yeah. She, I mean, love Sonia. No, no, nothing Sonia's against a Sonia. Legend. She's a legend, but. Come on. I don't <laughs> think that was go, the surprise. You didn't need to record it. Well, the other option was Jan Leeming, <laughs> who had an extended interview, former newsreader Jan Leeming. She was funny. Got a lot of airtime <laughs> in the interval. <laughs> and maybe it was her, but I mean, literally it was like, who else is Limo. the big secret? There was just no big secret special surprise guest star. And it was then the You Never Walk Alone bit, which was moving, but it was I have moving. to say, yeah, but I have to say, if you're going to get someone to sing You Never Walk Alone, this big set piece thing, get someone I've heard of. It was just some bloke who won Eurovision oh, a few years ago. I'm sorry, but... Did you can't... know who that guy was? <laughs> we can't ruddy bloody cater it towards just you. No, no, no. Someone <laughs> I've heard of. No, no, no. King someone Boy. someone King Boy needs the world would have heard of. Madonna. Right, Madonna did oh, Eurovision as... a few years ago, right? Remember? She? Yes. She was. The... She performed at Eurovision. Are you sure? I'm <laughs> sure. <Yeah. laughs> Pretty sure. Now you've got me doubting it. Oh, God. Someone Google Madonna. Are you sure it wasn't someone from Bucks Fizz? No, I think it was Madonna. Anyway, they had this guy, Cheryl this no-mark, seeing you never walk alone, kind of in an okay way, but not particularly brilliantly. Oh, here we they go. should have got a famous <laughs> Liverpudlian singer to sing, like yeah, Holly I Johnson. Mean, okay, fine. You know, or whatever, from Frankie Goes Hollywood. That, it was just like, who is this guy? So, yeah, that's... because and, 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 very, I'm, I've got very other negative. Issues. Oh, yeah, and finally, the UK entry was mm. so mediocre, and everyone well, in the build-up to it, right? As, you know, yeah. the voting right. would tend to... To indicate, yes. Do you know but what, what was interesting is what happens now. This is what happens with the UK entry now. It happens every single year. Is everyone gets really defensive about it and delusional, like, oh no, it's, it's it's not it's not terrible. It's really good actually. You just oh, what? It's just it. political. Yeah, you just listen to it a few times. And it's like we can. We, it's not like supporting. You know, you're, it's not like supporting your country in a war. You don't have to have the propaganda. You know, to pretend this is a really good song. It was a mediocre song that was never going to do well. And actually, if you look at the betting the day before, it was all it was. It was actually <laughs> favourite to come last. It was almost incredible. That came second from last. The thing so, is, right, the song... No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not... excited about this week's podcast because Boyd is on a fucking tear today. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually not defend... Like, I'm not super defense. I mean, I don't actually watch Eurovision every year. You know, like I just... No, 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 no. Oh. I just tuned in because it was here. It was you just tuned in just James. to annoy James. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, like, I I didn't hate the song, but I think oh, it's I actually... It. It's just 
it sounds Mediocre. like you. Um, they didn't have the stage presence that all the other countries, oh, right? Yeah, so like it was very like boring compared to some of the other acts. So it was an all right-ish song and then it just wasn't spectacular in any way. Uh-huh. And, a, and a vocal was way too low in the mix as well, which is weird. <laughs> Oh my god! Can I just say something? When you said that, you had one elbow jauntily on the on the on the table. I think he, you're fine. Yeah, the mixing was me, totally off. He turned to me like he was a professional singer. Um, <laughs> it just was. It was just unfortunate. And that, another funny thing was everyone went on about how uh, once, once you see, you know, the song might be mediocre and everything, but once you see the staging of it, it's brilliant. Oh my what god! James just lifted the desk gratuitously. <laughs> you bored? <laughs> we will stop talking about your vision in a minute, honestly. Oh my god! The desk is so high now. Boyd and I are shorts people. Yeah. Like basically, yeah. I've got our noses resting on the top of it. But how did you feel about Mel's? Did you not even like the Mel? Yeah, the best bits were Mel. Mel was great. Graham Norton was great. Graham Norton was even funnier than usual, I yeah, thought, yeah, in his. Yeah. He did it, it was slightly weird that he was presenting on stage and in the booth. It was slightly odd <laughs> technicality that he had to do both. But when he was back in the booth, he was really scathing about some of the acts, I thought brilliantly yeah. scathing. And then had to kind of go back on stage and be positive and up and like they're all brilliant. Oh, they did some cheesy bits, which he also yeah. he acknowledged was cheesy. Of course. At the time, but it, so. you know, I mean four fucking hours though of TV. So it's, it's, it's epic. Did it's you stay up hard to results? imagine I didn't watch it. Of course I stayed up for results, yeah. I mean you're <laughs> What time does it finish? like quarter past 12. Started at 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah, it's epic. Wow. It's a whole evening, evening of fun. Of yeah. Okay. Oh, no. I oh, no, she's got something else. Carry on. You're and, and I am going to need this table to go lower. <laughs> right, yeah. So you That's, don't like the table? No, right. it's Is it because I leaned on the thing? That's yeah, why. we were trying to get you to mm. get off your pompous high horse about the singing. Um, Boydo. Okay. BAFTAs. Yes. They were great. Yes. They were great, James. I don't know if you watched it. I feel like th- you're hijacking the news section, but yeah. carry on. Carry on. We can do it here if you oh, want to. Oh, sorry. But it was what I was I mean, watching. yeah, on a you're technicality, about, you can kind of get away with it. You're talking about the... Robin Romish. Ro- the hosts. Yes. Oh, you're yeah. not going to talk about... about we don't want to go winners. through the results. You no, just no, no, no. Oh, I just want to talk about the fact that I think it's a brilliant decision to have a, a, comed- a couple of comedians hosting. It just transforms the whole thing because obviously they're very piss-takey and um, just makes it more fun. One thing I could live without, and I've spoken to Boyd about this before, is the behind-the-scenes interviews because for me they just didn't work at all and I'd rather see more of the categories getting aired, you know, like the awards being given rather than just summarised as a little... Although to be yes. fair, it what is annoying. To, it wasn't as bad as the film Baftas, where it was famously had you know cut between Richard D. Grant hosting for most of the time, and then Alison Hammond kind of somewhere else, another bit interviewing like Pop Jerry Halliwell or whatever, uh, it, which was really weird and awkward. No, boy, they this did was slightly on, no, less of that. No, no, no. No, this, I mean it's still annoying. This I agree was with on you. a level of that. It was. Yeah, it was. Maybe. It was really. You know what the problem really is, right? Here's the problem awful. with things like this with the Baftas. The people. The, the BBC, effectively, I think, delude themselves into thinking, James has got one eyebrow raised, like kind of James Bond. Have you, have you plucked? <laughs> have I plucked my eyebrows? No, I can I naturally feel... move them independently. Oh my God, yeah, you yeah. can. Amazing. When he wants like to Spock. Yeah. Fascinating. It's Spock, Spock, yeah. yeah. So the problem is, is that all award ceremonies essentially are quite boring, right, for the general mm. public. If you're, not in, if you're not a real TV nerd like we all are, obviously on the Pilot TV podcast, and all our listeners are, mm. then you're like, well, why am I watching this thing? You know, who cares about so-and-so, best documentary, blah, blah, blah. And you have to do like 29 categories, I think there were. Um, so what happens is, and particularly British TV, 
thinks that it's too boring and to get people get ratings to get people to watch they need to get stars on you need to get as much star quality as you can that's why we do all the backstage interviews like you know celebrities and famous people and basically that's where they relegate you know like act, right, like for example the writers awards don't even make it into it's this ter- yeah. into this Which show is a- but it's all the, 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 the fuzzy thinking. And if I was in charge, <laughs> which maybe not that will be. Oh my God. <laughs> Boyd, it's, it's, if Boyd was in charge of this after stopping being in charge of the Eurovision yeah, Song yeah. Contest, yeah. which you should when also was, be in charge yeah. of. When I've stopped being executive producer of Eurovision and moved on to the back. This is Boyd's world and we're just I, living in it. Yeah, I would just make the point that it's, it, just remember your core audience, the yeah, people watching this absolutely. thing. They're not watching it to see a glimpse of Kate Winslet. They're watching it to see who wins these awards, if they're vaguely interested, yeah. right? There and is so, an argument that the kind of people that they think are going to be bought are not watching no, this anymore. They're, watching <laughs> they're watching, you know, ITV, basically. The, so the forget about that. The backstage interviews it's were painful. really excruciating. Yeah, and I, I just I, thought the fact that so many awards were just sort of like swept under the carpet of like, oh, and also given out, like, I thought it was outrageous. And you know what the irony is? Well, not even the irony. You know what the interesting thing is? Is that the Oscars... Oh, year after year, and I know ratings dip. I think they went up this year actually. But the Oscars, year after year, it's pretty much the second highest rated show on American TV every year. Is the Oscars? Tens of millions of people watch it, second only to the Super Bowl, basically. And they're not, you know, American Midwestern Americans aren't like you know don't give a shit about best documentary and best luck. But they show famously last year was the first time they ever didn't show every single Oscar, no matter how you know technical it was live on the show last year they got rid of some of them remember famously and everyone was furious and they mm. reinst- reinstalled them this year so like, if the entire American public can sit through four hours of the Oscars every year and not be furious that they're getting to see who won best cinematography then surely the BAFTAs yeah. of all people because they can showing, show the whole thing they are preferably live the films the and not edit, they deserve yeah, and not be obsessed with getting backstage two minutes backstage oh with. my gosh James I kind of want you to have watched it like maybe I'll just send you a clip <laughs> to watch it was excruciating anyway that's my annual. Um, Is there anything else this week that Boyd you should be in charge of? <laughs> I mean, uh, if you want to take over hosting this podcast, I mean, go for uh, it. I mean, you know, I mean, you, I would we'll vote see for how you do. Boyd's like, I've got notes. We'll see how you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, should we talk separately about the winners in the news? Yeah. Yes, okay. we'll, we'll go through that in news. We'll go through that in news. I've got one Even though th- it's not news, it was hey, over James, a week ago. I've but... got one more thing to. No, I'm joking. I bet you have. Mm-hmm. I'll no, bet I you have. I thought you had. No. Okay. Boydie, anything you'd like to share? Well, I don't know if you watch Eurovision. Oh, but, God. No, no. Uh, I'm joking. Uh, what have I been watching? Yes, uh, I wrote notes to remind myself what I've been watching. And oh, this is this is a new thing. Yeah, I mean, I take notes on my iPhone everywhere because I've, otherwise I forget. You've covered it pretty much. I was going to talk about the BAFTAs there. Of course, the other thing you didn't mention about the BAFTAs before the uh, winners is that, uh, is that, of course, I, I was there for the... Dinner and party. Sorry, I forgot to mention yeah. that. What was I thinking? And I spoke that to, should have been absolutely yeah. top of my list. Guys, I watched the Baptist and I thought I'd let you know Boyd was yeah. there. I was there and um, after I went to the football, after I went to Arsenal, I was there for the dinner and party afterwards. And of course, I spoke to Ramesh Ranganathan and congratulated him on his uh, triumphant host co-hosting of the awards. And we had an extensive discussion about whether how, whether to wear trainers with your suit or not, which they then he then discussed on his own podcast. James. Did you wear trainers with your suit? Yes. What what trainers were they? They were my white um, uh, Comme des Garcons Supreme collab trainers. Oh, of course they were. James, right? He is totally underplaying this because Wolf and Owl is our favourite podcast, apart from this one, obviously, and I'm being generous. Uh But like Wolf and Owl is our favourite podcast and... Uh, Tom Davis and Ramesh Ranganathan talked for, I'm not joking, five minutes at the end of their podcast just about Boyd. About Boyd's trainers. And his fashion sense and his, like the fact that, um, is it Tom? Tom has never seen, no, Rom has never seen you in the same pair of trainers. Mm. Uh, honestly, it was like a, it, 
it was like did he, they uh, did oh, they plug the podcast? God no. no. Did they say Boyd Hilton of the Pilot TV podcast? I don't think Boyd, so. Boyd, if you're going to have yeah. famous Sorry. friends, if you are going Sorry. to hobnob with yeah. the elites, can you at the very least get them to do some basic marketing oh, for us? But this is what I was going to come on to say. That was not so. This was one of the most amazing moments of my life to hear. You know, I didn't know they'd to admit them talking about me. It was <laughs> incredible. Trainer yeah. suit combo on their podcast, but equally, um, I, I, I'm not exaggerating. At least six or seven people. All TV industry, crucial TV industry insiders. Commented on your trainers? No. <laughs> commented on the podcast. Oh, on the podcast? Yes. Oh, okay. Complimented uh, us on the podcast. Three or four of them said uh, they were also subscribers. And yes. And plus. Shut and they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, amazing. One of them uh, made the point that it was too cheap. <laughs> and I said, yeah, we are going to raise the price. <laughs> what, as in the quality of the podcast no. or just what we charge? <laughs> what we charge. They were like, $1.99 a month. You should be charging way more than that. And Thank this was you like for that. a top level. Know. This was a celebrity producer, a guy who kind of, you know, I couldn't afford it. Find, yes. Find celebrities <laughs> to go on TV. I was like, yeah, we should really be charging more. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of it. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Boyd, when they said that to you, please yeah. say that you also said, have you, have you put a review up? Yeah, uh, have you have you no, have you given us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts? I leave that to you two. You're, you're oh, I see. The, you're the. I <laughs> okay. never. I don't. I never check that thing. Um, How many of them were Friday TV? Uh, a couple work for ITV and yet oh, still yeah. listen to the podcast oh yeah. bless you I yeah, love absolutely. you all oh that's so one of them. James what? No, bless you no that's... bless you for overlooking my egregious wrong opinions about your channel yeah, at least that's, he's yeah. Yeah. Wrong. Oh, no, they're very adult about it uh, one of them was Danny Brocklehurst <laughs> he thanked us for our review even though you didn't like his show that much James he was very very mature about it no he was great he was so talking... he hates me good that's no, good to know you. He's very, he's maybe lovely. we should have a James shit list people <laughs> yeah. It would be too long. Yeah. We don't have that kind of yeah. time. So Danny listens to the podcast regularly. Yeah, great man, absolutely mm. lovely man, one of the great writers. So it was, yeah, it was amazing. To, seriously, like to have that number of people saying that completely. You know, I mean, two of them literally went up to me to tell me that. Yeah, it was, it was, fun. it was incredible. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a great night. Well, anyway, good, good. Yeah. But next time when you speak to famous, please ask them to plug the podcast on whatever it is they're doing. That would be great. Oh, but these are like TV industry. These are you know writers like Danny. What's Danny Rocco's going to do? He's not going. <laughs> look, it would, it would kill him. TV in the, in the next thing he's writing, the next thing he's oh writing, would it kill him to have a couple of people <laughs> listening to the Pilot TV podcast? <laughs> So, when something sex. goes down, yeah, like enough. I'm just saying that that thing, it would be organic, it would feel natural. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that's that's great. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's a great idea. Maybe, maybe. Um, and finally, in my in my weekly uh, pre spoiler special succession slot, because <gasps> I've watched the penultimate episode now. Oh, you big no spoilers, yeah. Boyd. All like two things. One is it's it's uh, extra long. It's around uh, 75 minutes in length. So we knew last week I revealed that the finale is going to be like 90 minutes, I think, feature-length special. This one is 75 minutes, which is basically also feature-length, really, because there's plenty of films that are only 75 minutes. So, And it's the funeral. What are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? Well, have explained how long a feature is. No, I just I enjoyed... No, go on. Okay. Um, it's, and it's the funeral? It's the funeral. Oh, God. It is Did you funeral. cry? I need. I welled up at one point, yeah, and not, oh, wow. yeah, for, for unexpected reasons. Is all I'd say. And again, without spoiling anything, Roman, Roman is oh. has the most astonishing sequence in this episode. Oh so no, because he's going to have some kind of breakdown. I mean, he's already sort of in the midst of a just long breakdown post death. Not saying anything more. Oh God, he doesn't fall into the um, the grave, does he? Not. So <laughs> 
right, I'm not going to spoil it, but I can confirm he doesn't fall into the grave. <laughs> they haven't gone all like sitcom, 76. Is this the one that airs as we record this Sunday? Sunday, 2 a.m., Monday, 9 p.m. It's fine. So, so people listening to this podcast will conceivably have already seen it. Yes. Therefore, yes. will not be calling for your blood. Okay, good. No, well, is, I've just said good. Roman is an amazing <laughs> secret. Uh, do, you know, do you know what? I genuinely believe with a show like this, even revealing the runtime is probably the kind of thing that could get you killed these days. Uh, no, people are very sensitive. Like, if someone comes to avoid about the runtime, I will, yeah. I will throw myself in front yeah. of you. Okay, we'll go full I'm, angry ferret on I'm them. I'm saying, look, you've got 15 oh, more yes. minutes than usual of succession. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how fantastic I mean, that's good, is that's that? good news. Yeah. And, that's good news. I mean, even confirming that Roman um, didn't fall into the grave is a bit of a spoiler, but yeah. I And Maybe I'm double bluffing. Maybe he did fall into the grave. I'm very confused. <laughs> but what the other thing is, I think... Uh, anyway, 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 for more on this, for actual spoilers, do subscribe oh. to Pilot Plus for apparently the incredibly cheap price of one ninety nine a month. And just to say, we are not going to get to see us TV uh, critics. Is that a pompous word? A mm, little bit. Podcasters. P- uh, TV journalists, twats. Hacks. Yeah. Twats. Yeah, twats better. We're not going to get to see the finale, though, in advance. The finale. Yeah. Fin- yeah. The finale. <laughs> Will we get to see the finale? Was, you know what? That was a cross between final episode and finale, and it came out as finale. Do you know what? I've really cheered up. Been no good, yeah. But it doesn't matter, because we record Pilot Plus, we'll record it after it's actually aired, so we'll be fine. The finale would have oh, been yeah, over. that's true. But I mean, <laughs> you don't get to get this slot where I talk about no, where I do no, a free... No, no, when you get to ruin it for everyone <laughs> yeah. beforehand, no, that will not happen yeah, for the finale. It's so a free spoiler, spoiler Listen, it's not chat. a spoiler thing. He just likes to brag that he's seen it. It's true. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Did you watch it with Ramesh Ranganathan? <laughs> While would, wearing your trainers. That would be funny. <laughs> I did not. No, that would be amazing. Okay. I mean, you can come around if you want to see him watch it. Yeah. yeah. But no. Okay. Yeah, that is uh, what I've been watching. Oh, God, I guess we have to ask him, don't we? You do have to ask me. James, what have you been watching? Well, okay, it's funny you should ask. Uh, so, a few things. Obviously, we have been watching Yellow Jackets because we've been spoiling this week by week on Pilot Plus. Kate is now out. She is completely out. done with Absolutely Yellow Jackets. Um, suffice it to say, it's gone a bit mental. But uh, if you want to hear more about, that, more about that than Pilot Plus, we also spoiled. More about See, more about me. More about that. You're up finally. You can all... yeah. See, boy, but the thing is, because I get to edit bits, oh, I can yes. fix that oh, in post, but twat. then I can not fix your bit. See, that would be... James, If I what? make lots no. of recurring jokes about it. That's true. Oh, that is true. I'm yeah. going to do it as well. Genuinely, yeah. that is times when I've tried to cut stuff out and I can't because it's become a running yeah. thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Every time you make a mistake, let's get into the habit of doing mm. that, just bringing it up yeah, a few times. No, please do that. <laughs> uh, so also Ted Lasso. We did spoiler on Ted Lasso on last week's Pilot Plus as well, so that's fun. Enjoying Ted Lasso. Only two episodes left. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I don't know. Okay, but let's get into our chat. I've actually been watching. So, as you know, I am watching Barry. I am now into the third season of Barry. So we've talked. We've started the descent into darkness. I'm about halfway through season three, and I just want to say the season two episode entitled Ronnie slash Lily may be one of the greatest episodes of TV I've ever seen. What happens in that one? <laughs> I'm not quite remember the the title. Ronnie. Lily. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, brilliant, yeah. It involves a little girl in a taekwondo outfit. Yes. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, that and sounds a bit wrong. No, it's not. No, it's, it's, it's genuine. It's almost like a standalone episode. Like it almost, you could almost watch it in isolation from the rest of the show. It is absolutely deranged, but complete chaotic genius. It's incredibly quotable. It's incredibly funny. Uh, I just, I, I genuinely watch it. I was, this is. Absolute genius from end to end. I thought it was just extraordinary. And so even if you don't watch any more of Barry, go and watch season two episode, Ronnie Lily. And it's 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 marvellous. 
So that that was the highlight of my my watching this week. When, whenever you mention your your rewatch of Barry, I keep, of course it reminds me that I keep forgetting to mention that I am watching Barry live. You are you're watching it live, and, whereas and I'm trying course, to catch up. Yeah. So like, Monday's episode, which was the uh, sixth of this series, yeah. was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I've yeah. only got so I've got like a couple of weeks to catch up. I yeah. will do because they're yeah. relatively short seasons. Uh, but yes, very much enjoying Barry. The Power finished season one finale aired, which I did enjoy, but it still hasn't been renewed for season two. There is still no. Mm. Ominous. Yeah, it's quite. There's been ominous silence from Amazon. Mm. We've heard nothing from them. I've got to be honest, guys. If you're willing to spunk three hundred million on fucking Citadel, I think you can afford to give me a second season. It's of, not me that's, who that's wants to be in charge. Power. If you were in charge, yeah, yeah. If I was in charge of Amazon. Yeah. If I was Jeff Bezos, yeah. I'll tell you this: I would 100 percent renew well, the Expanse, but I would also put <laughs> a second season of the Power. On and TV. how about they act that Lord of the Rings thing? Instead? No, no, I like Lord of the Rings. The Rings of Power, even if it costs like a billion dollars. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. So, so the power. Will we get the rest of it? Will we not? Who knows? But I think it's really good, and I think it's a it's a great show. So, can we please have that back? But more than anything else, I watched an episode of a reality show this oh week. My God, what the fuck? I watched the first episode of Naked Attraction. James, what? <laughs> what the fuck? I was not expecting him to say that. Dirty bastard. <laughs> yeah. I love all the things. Thing. He makes out like he's doing like, you know, some like mm. classic reality TV. He goes Is this not classic reality TV? I suppose it's even reality TV. It's, it's not a game really show, isn't it? No, it's, 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 uh, it's just it's you staring at some naked bodies. It's factual entertainment. Well, I don't know what you describe it as. I don't fact even know what the genre is. It's a fact dent format. It's a fact dent format. Fact dent. Fact dent. Okay, sorry. I don't know all the lingo. Wait, what? What led you to this yes. moment? And also, I love the fact, by the way, that you started episode one. Like it's, like it's got, a story. Look, a guys, you guys, know. you know how I am with TV shows. Yeah. You've got to start at the beginning because the narrative journey is important. Yeah. So, no, this actually this came out because I was on YouTube and you know the little oh side God, column on know. YouTube? What the fuck's and, happening And it now? shows you things, I don't know, connected to it. And, and, YouTube. Yes, I, was, I was on Pornhub. No, I was on YouTube and it came up like because they, they're full episodes on YouTube and it had one of the episodes came out. I don't think it was the first one that came out and I was like oh and I went to click on it I was like no no gotta find the first one so I I sat down I thought I'm gonna watch the first episode of Naked Attraction now I didn't watch the whole thing because it's like an hour long Um, I feel feel so uncomfortable I watched the beginning of it because it's split into two segments right like you have two quote unquote contestants each week is this how it works yep yeah, Don't so, pretend you haven't watched the full yeah. I've never watched it before. So, so, okay, so you guys have watched this show, right? How many episodes have you seen? Uh, 89. <laughs> 69, there are, surely. By the way, there are a lot, fuck of a lot of episodes of it. Because it's now one, I think it's like 12 series. Well, this I these are the questions that I have. Because I kind of feel like once you've seen one episode, you've seen everything. To be fair, to I've only Patrick watched Stewart. a couple, but carry on. Um, so, so the first one was like, it was uh, a girl looking at, men's penises essentially and I was unprepared for the level of detailed anatomical commentary oh, yeah. that came with it I, I mean it's quite extraordinary yeah. it's very yeah it really is you've like, got to be very brave to go on that show who's the host who's the Anna Richardson I mean fair play to us the questions well, she asks yeah I was like fucking hell I mean what would I say she's brilliant she I, 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 I well she keeps it going like yeah, really but you I know. frequently I think she has deserves a lot of kudos I, I was impressed because, genuinely, because there, I don't think there's hardly anyone else who could deal with that format. 
mm. you know, and and keep it kind of and the balance between it being lascivious, yeah, and you know, well, and it being quasi educational. But this is the question yes. I have for you. So the very first episode has uh, a girl looking at guys, yeah. and then a girl who's bisexual looking at girls and guys. Yeah. So and in the first one, like the girl is looking at the guys, oh, well, you know, this guy, his balls hang a bit low. I'm not really liking about this. And like, she's really? got this just, kind of thing. Honestly, but, 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 thanks for the example. <laughs> no, but I was like, I got, oh, this is quite funny. But then I thought, oh, hang on a minute. If this was a guy looking at girls, then I feel like the tone of this would be very, very different and it would feel a bit ew, right? Mm. But they do it the other way around. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they do, but I didn't get to but see that le- bit because it wasn't less, in that episode. They're less kind of critical like that. Because I was like, because the then that feels really icky. Mm. Yeah. Like you call it a double standard if you will, but it feels that feels quite objectifying. But so, so the second one, it was another girl, but she was looking at both girls. And, and again, and she was really, I thought she actually was really good because she was completely upfront, forward, complete. And again, just went, leaned really into it. And the commentary of what she was saying, I was just like, oh my God. But what I didn't realize is that the person looking at the naked bodies then has to also mm. get naked yes. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. walk out naked. And then yes. the piece of sheep, and then literally stand in front of her, glance her up and down and do a live commentary of her naked body. Yeah. It's just, Terrifying. I love James explaining the form of naked attraction <laughs> is not, I have to say, is not what I was expecting from this week's podcast. He never fails no. to surprise me. This is like me. in Illinois. This isn't even part of the cultural exchange. He just took it upon <laughs> no, himself. Yeah. I was to fascinated by the concept to dive like, into naked attraction. No, but also he made up this whole backstory of like, oh, I was on YouTube. No, yeah. Yeah. I genuinely was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I genuinely was. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, what you should have asked, Kay, is what were you actually searching for that this came up in things that's, you might also be interested exactly. in? Exactly. That's why I did not ask you because I do not want to know the answer to that. Was the expanse, um, but uh, but yeah, I was Some I genuinely kind of I found it fascinating. But I and if you pardon the part, the longevity of this, I mm. got it. You got a question because I feel like again, like once you've seen one episode, you kind of seen them all, right? Like, well, what what, what like has it saying, got to offer after that? It's like saying once you see one Eurovision song contest, you've seen them all. But they're different songs, right? Yeah, and I well, guess yes, there are different <laughs> genitals. Okay, I get what you're saying, but how much <laughs> variety can there really be? You know, I mean, what? How much variety can there really I be? Mean, Wow. I mean, wow. a lot. I mean, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's different, Open James. your mind, James. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> to you. I Every mean, single human per- perhaps, body. Perhaps there is a lot more variety. I mean, and I must also, admit, there was more there are... commentary on the length of pubic hair than I was t- entirely <laughs> oh comfortable God. with like, yeah, in really my good. television viewing. <laughs> I, don't but... think, I don't think I can handle <laughs> no. you watching anymore. And I think yeah. I'd like to, on behalf of the world, ask you not to watch anymore. On behalf of the world. I will not watch any more naked attractions. There are lots of different combinations because you can have, yeah, Bisexual men, yeah. like trans people. Oh my uh, god! Oh, okay. I thought yeah, you yeah, were going to yeah. go through it's, all the different things you can see, and I was like, "Please, for the love of God, no!" I've just I've explained enough, but but um, genuine. But the host, whose name was I've forgotten, Anna Richardson. Anna Richardson was literally asking her, "So, what kind of vaginas do you go for?" And so mm. she's literally describing her ideal mm. vagina mm. to her. I was like, I was like, I don't. I, is this good television? It's like a it's night out of the pub for you. Very hard <laughs> to tell. <laughs> Right, we've got to call back to that because he's going to definitely try and take this out. I'm not, not going to cut that out. I'm yeah. going to leave it in. It's all I, fine. I, I gen- uh, yeah, that's hilarious. I genuinely think Anna Richardson is brilliant. Though. She's fantastic. I would grant you that. Yeah. Spin-off. I've mentioned, I, I told- what, it's a spin-off of Naked Education thing. Yes. Okay. That's a spin-off. Well, she also, well, she co-hosts with other people, but she, yeah, she's she's fantastic. She's brilliant at talking about um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so good. So so my, my television education is continuing apace is what we're, what we're saying. What oh, next gosh. for me? Who knows? I don't know. God, it's like mind-boggling what you might watch next. Yeah, but if, I felt like, it felt like, because we've talked about this before, because I've said to you, I can't get my head around the fact that Naked Attraction is a show that exists. Mm. And I 
couldn't almost couldn't even imagine what. So I almost felt like I needed to see it to understand what it was. Do you believe it exists now? I do believe it exists <laughs> now. It's actually yeah. been ex- an incredibly uh, successful format because it's been exported. To I loads wonder of why. Yeah, loads of countries. Yeah, there's a Russian version. I know that because they did a special once on like the different international versions. Yeah, international genitals. Like. I mean, honestly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A world tour, if you will. Yeah. In many okay. ways, it is a bit superficial, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Please okay. let us move away. Should we move on video? from what we've been watching or whose genitals we've been looking at? Speak what comes yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on then to this week's listener question, which oh, God. I will oh, point God, out, yeah. I gave you in advance so you could prepare. Oh, Benevolent soul that I am. Mm. Uh, so you must be pretty psyched about that. You didn't prepare, yeah. did you? Yeah. Uh, what I would say is you were very good this week because you did send it to us in advance. Do okay. I have a good answer? I don't think so. Well, shall I read out the question first? Yes. Okay. The question comes from Annika Ruff and it is, what is the most underrated, brackets, or greatest hidden gem show on each major streaming platform? For example, for Apple TV+, Plus, I would say Defending Jacob. If Boyd suggests... I would suggest that the OA is not underrated as it has a huge fan following. So oh. you go, Boydie, the OA okay. is exempt. You've been told. Yeah. You have totally been told. told. Um, I haven't prepared for this one at all. So you're the one who <laughs> knew it was I've coming. had a busy day oh, looking well, at naked people day. in naked attractions. Yeah. Um, all right. What have you got? What have you got for me? Mine, uh, oh. well, I'm just going to go first because mine are not good. Um you may not have answered the question accurately in that case. Oh, yeah. Carry on. Oh, yeah. No, I totally haven't. You know what I've done is I've just taken the kernel of the idea and I've run with it. Um, these are old shows, but at the time, I remember, like, Shit's Creek felt like a hidden gem at the time when I discovered it in yeah. lockdown. No, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm did, sorry. In no world. <laughs> I mean, that, even I'm like, in no, no James, world. No, James, it did. It felt like a no. hidden gem. I mean, to be fair, no. you had to give it a few episodes before you got into Bridgerton? it. Bridgerton? Is that a hidden gem? <laughs> you 100% cannot go back in time Why? to before massively successful shows were massively successful. Okay, all right, fine. All right, fine. Even though you're being a pedant, fine. <laughs> um, better Things. BBC, Pamela Adelin oh, yeah, and well, Louis. Yeah. Although, is that a hidden gem? I, 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 I think like that is was, a bit, yeah. yeah. I think that is a bit, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Bruce. She's talking about streamers, though, isn't she? But I guess I play her. Yeah, I play her. Yeah. That's fine. No, I watch yeah. 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 So are we saying That's that, that is the best <laughs> thing on iPlayer? that people have don't necessarily watch. Do be- you think that's the best hidden gem? Okay. I think it's one of them. Okay. I, actually, I would completely... Are we, are we settling on that? What were the other... Have we got any other, any other contenders? Yeah, Netflix. I, I, I'm going to go for Archive 81. Oh, wow. yes, yes, yeah. yes. Which was the... It was like a horror drama mm. thing. It was about like this weird video cassette. It had like... It was very moody um, and atmospheric. Quite slow, slow burn, which is why it, it was axed after one season, clearly. <laughs> um, but it was a really good like culty, mystery, drama, supernatural horror thing. And... On Prime Video, which I've mentioned before, I think we've had a question very much like this. Well, we definitely had questions like if you could like recommend one show on each streaming service. I think this was for Annika's (laughs) mum. So it's (laughs) it's a variation on her old question. But Um, uh, on Prime Video, uh, backslash Amazon Prime Video, as it's often known, I went. I'm going for Homecoming. 
which was the uh, show created by Sam Esmail, uh, various shows that he created before, um, <laughs> including Mr. Robot. That's what he's yeah. famous for. Um, and Homecoming star Julia Roberts. I was going to say, it's good that you've chosen like a really low profile, like non-star power. Uh, well, <laughs> never, show that no one's heard of. Listen, he's well, a, listen, boy. Have though, you heard he, of it, Kay? He, he, no, and he's in Thank one of you. those moods. <laughs> <laughs> James, 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 James is, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you've, just to be fair, you know, well, Janelle Monáe was in season two. She, she was. Ooh. I mean, but uh, I mean, I know it's incredible to think, considering that star power. But actually, it did it did kind of go by the wayside? I feel I didn't, didn't really punch through and achieve cultural significance. Mm. But I, re- I particularly the first series, I really, really like the first series. Um, so yes, that would be my choice for Prime Video. Um, Not you know the Expanse or anything like oh, that. God, I no, okay. no, I'll leave that up to you. That's, That's fine. Sure. <laughs> Imagine if I, I know, but this said... is a communal pilot list. We are feeding into this as a kind of hive mind. But Apple TV, you will agree with me on this one. Go on. What's the best cult? C, obviously. <sighs> Servant. Servant, I mean, I would argue more people have seen Servant than have seen C. I but don't yes, know if that's true. Do you know what? You may be right yeah. because I've watched C enough for 100 people. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, you might be right. And yeah. Servant is very. I mean, but then Defending Jacob isn't a bad shout either because I don't think anyone watched that. But again, and that, that was good stop out. That had a big Because Chris Evans Chris in it. Evans hasn't in it. it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it does show you that, you know, there's something about certain shows that don't. Attract public mm. no, attention. Particularly. Well, I mean, in many ways, you could pick anything from Apple because I don't think that many people subscribe to it. And you could argue they're all hidden gems yeah, to a certain extent. Of course, the morning show. <laughs> with, yes, with not him. And Ted no. Lasso. Yes, Ted Lasso, that lesser known yeah. series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Servant genuinely annoys me, in fact, the extent to which people don't know Servant. And I mean, it's basically, I'm not Shulman's best thing. So, well, other than Unbreakable, but yes. Old success. Uh, it should have been on the uh, Empire's recent M. Night Shyamalan's Best Things. Um, what's it called, that thing? <laughs> the Ranking. The Ranking. The Ranking, yeah. yes. There you go. It, w- it would it have been on the Ranking, there. but unfortunately, being TV, it is disqualified because Chris Hewitt is a fascist who doesn't watch television. Right. You said it, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. You said it, baby. Indeed. We did a we did a recent ranking for Julia Roberts, and I mentioned, among other things, Homecoming, and indeed the episode of Friends where she plays Susie Underpants, and they were both disqualified on account of being Television. Mm. Terrible. Yes. yes what indeed. are your choices, James? Well, no, we're, we're supposed to be collaborating oh, on choices okay. as we you go. Because you haven't thought up your own one. Sure. <laughs> yeah. He's piggybacking. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm piggybacking on yours. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to stage an intervention here just based on the fact that as we record, we don't have that much time left because Kay has a dinner appointment. Oh, well, I'll oh. be blaming it all on Kay. Brilliant. <laughs> so, James, because of oh, Kay, yeah. because of her you quite are, great social life, <laughs> we have limited time. So, You're such a shit. I have no, to get I, home because Naked Attraction is on. I, and, uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. That's more like the reason. That's more like the truth. Mm. Uh, so, unfortunately, Annika, we're going to have to cut your question short. I'm sure we will but come back to known, the other streaming Annika, services. Annika, let it be known for the record that I answered and Boyd answered. <laughs> uh, yes, okay. Anyway, that was part of a question. If you would like part of your question answered, please do send them into us at Pilot TV Pod via DM on Instagram or Twitter, or to me at James C. Dyer on Instagram only. Uh, shall we move on to? Oh, I think we should have our guests. Should we have our guests? Yes. Let's have this week's guests. You know them as Ashley and Gordon, adoptive owners of Colin from Accounts. Kay knows them. As her new besties, uh, as you'll already know, Kay tracked down the pair, uh, despite their best efforts to evade her and remain anonymous. And here's the result of that encounter. Here is Kay stalking Patrick Brammel and Harriet Dyer. No relation. Harriet and Patrick, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Kay. Thanks for having us. Thank you for sparing the time. I know possibly there are sore heads around 
late night last night? Like it was, it was late. late. It was yeah. I've had a sore head than this. Yeah, yeah. I nothing. think we're running on adrenaline though because it was such a rush to be at the Baftas, and then that the after party was where we met some of the most kind of interesting kind of influential people of all the night. And I almost didn't go because we've got a wee one and we had press this morning, but we're like, let's go. And we we're so glad we did. We made some amazing connections. The BBC was so, so nice to us. And, you know, we've met some really cool people. Yeah. Who did you meet? Well, I don't know anyone's name. I don't worry. I took down all the details. (laughs) The head of this, the head of that. But, I mean, the most, I mean, we're. we're, And the actors as well. Yeah, we're on the red carpet and Imelda Staunton stopped us, took us by the hand and was like, I'm Imelda Staunton. I just want to say, I love Gone from Accounts. She was so funny. Yes. Mate, she was. Oh my God. And then she's like, This is my husband, Jim. And he was like, Oh my God, it's Colin. They were the most adorable. They were like bigger fans than my parents. It was massive. Shut up. And we've got a photo of us on the red carpet with like all the photographers going, Imelda, Imelda, over here. And she's pointing at us going, no, they're, they're Colin from Accounts. That she is was, amazing. It was, on, it, surely that's to go on all the posters. Yeah, yeah, it blew our it mind. It was a rush. <laughs> it was so cool because we were kind of wondering if we'd be a bit of a shag on a rock here. We weren't sure. We'd heard that it had gone well. We'd had good reviews and things. But, like, we we spent all day the day before kind of, like, exploring the area where we're staying and we weren't – it's not like we were mobbed <laughs> by any means. We kept making a joke when we landed. We're like, no one was looking at us. We're like, yes, it's us, God, <laughs> Do you have your please. sunglasses on? <laughs> no, we took everything off. Do you know, do you know what was Shirts, so funny? trousers. We were standing in front of this very old pub and we were drinking a beer with our baby <laughs> and Pat The lamb and flag. The lamb and flag. Oh, yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah. So she's old. And Pat goes, oh, oh. We've got one. We've got a, we've got a fan. Someone taking a photo. And I was photo. like, "What?" Right. She went. He went. Yeah, they've taken a photo. And I kind of looked over, and then more people were taking a photo. And then I realized everyone's taking a picture of the pub. We're standing, oh no! Yeah, we're yeah. standing in front of the pub. <laughs> yeah. With which has a beautiful, you know, visage or what's that word? That's the front thing. Yeah, facade. The front, yeah. Facade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar. Um, they were Same taking thing. a picture of that, and, and then it I went was and talked, so embarrassing. Talked to one of the staff, and I said, "Is this quite a famous pub?" She went. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's famous. Dickens drank here. It's 400 years old this year. It's like, yeah, okay, they weren't taking photos of us. But, guys, you can make most of it because give it a few weeks, months even, Yeah, like, and you're just going to be mobbed. So you, can, you need to make the most of it so you can do your sightseeing now. Totally, totally, before totally, people get totally. Annoyed. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, people like me. Anyway, first question straight out of the traps. Go. Where is Colin? Oh, great I question. Thought be, I thought he'd be wheeled out, like some squeaky Well, he Colin is an able-bodied he's an able-bodied dog. So he first would, disappointment. Yeah. No. So he would walk out, but he lives on like a farm in New South Wales. He I lives think. a very happy life. He's, he's got a. He's got his. His owner's like eleven. Yes. And um, but he is a he's a trained theatrical animal, he's and a good he boy. was such. Is a, he? Oh, I was going to ask, like, what was it? First of all, what was the process of choosing him? Because he is the perfect dog for this role. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. We were offered some fancier dogs, and we we're like, no. Nah. Nah. We're given sort of a flip book of dogs, and we're like, you've got to believe this dog would get out and uh, didn't have a microchip, didn't have a collar, mm-hmm. so it's not a fancy, fancy dog. I want a bit of scruffy dog. Scruffy dog. We, we were saying we wanted the every man of dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so we know, were we were the offered dog next door. pugs. And, and sausage exactly. dogs and, you know. And like a pug could not be more wrong. Yeah. A French bulldog could not be more They're wrong. too fashionable and cool. Too, too you cute, like too a, cool. Yeah. Um, two TV. So, like, we need a scrappy dog here. And we picked it not knowing that it was a Border Terrier, which is yeah, a, we its thought own breed. It was, we thought it was a mutt, but it's just- it's, it's No, a that's border. how they look. That's, yeah. 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 And the BT community, as they're known, has blown <laughs> up. And apparently anyone walking a Border Terrier right now gets people going, yeah. it's gone, Aww. all the time. And they're like, You've yes, basically we know. made the, 
it's kind of the equivalent of Lassie. Now yes. you've done that for Terriers. Yes. I think we've done that for the Border Terrier community yeah. Yeah. at oh large. Yeah. Hashtag who's Lassie. <laughs> yeah. You know Let's what I mean? make a trend. Yeah. Um, so how was, what's Colin's real name? Zach. I mean, Zach. Zach. Okay, he also had, there was without, a second. Without a K, just said I see, just in case you're wondering. There was a second Colin. There were two. We yeah. had a backup and his name was Buster. Uh-huh. And he was slightly cuter than Zach. He Don't was. Don't say it. We've got it. But oh. he but he did a bit. He a bit. was the dog in the opening that opened the gate. Yeah. Because you need to be quite skilled for that. Yeah, yes. well, actually, you know what? Buster is apparently less skilled, but we'd shaved Zach's back to oh make it God, look why? like it had that surgery stuff. And yeah. he had like a big shaved patch. So and that thing with the gate was one of the last things we shot. Yeah. And his fur hadn't grown grown back. So of course we needed Buster. But Buster's kind of like. But also, Buster wasn't so au okay fait with the wheels. Yeah, so he could, oh, just, trot, so he could just trot along. Oh, hey. These dogs are Bloody interesting. Hell. Yeah. I mean, they say don't work with kids and dogs, and yet you've chosen to do just that. Yes. Yeah. And there was a kid as well in it four, and she, she, you know, yeah. So, so Zach took instruction very well. Very so well. Now, have you seen Zach since, like, because I was wondering. Because Colin's blown up, right? The the, the TV show rather yes. than the actual dog. And <laughs> Is this like, breaking news? <laughs> Colin has Colin's blown dead. up. Everywhere. No. Um, and everyone's loving it. But I just wondered, like, if he's going to turn into a diva. Like, Colin could potentially turn into a dick because he gets so famous. So do you know do you think, what? Has he changed? They could really. They could really hold out on us. They yeah. could really have us over a barrel for his fee yeah. for season they two. They really if jack we, it up. We haven't been greenlit officially. Yeah. But we th- feel like one's probably coming. But they could suddenly go. I don't know. Have you got 10K a week? But you know what, Zach, if you're listening, <laughs> I've been following stuff on Twitter and people are going, my dog looks just like Colin. And I'm like, yeah, yeah he does. Eminently replaceable. We thought we were getting a Mart and we thought these two Marts just happened to look the same, Buster yeah. and Zach, and then we've Googled Border Terrier and gone, oh, Dime no, a no, dozen. No. It's a classic look. It's a yeah. whole vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's showbiz kid. Doggy yeah. dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a dog. That's it. Doggy dog world. <laughs> so tell me, how did the, who came up with this genius premise? We we actually can't remember. We are you I, just saying that because it might get awkward. <sighs> no, I think it's which, me. Well, <laughs> Harry thinks it's her. Like I think which it might is, be which you. Is, which and is, I've heard you. How dare you? <laughs> um, we think it might be her, but 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 honestly, I have a terrible memory. Like genuinely, there's no doubt Harry wrote the first script. She wrote the first draft of the first, and it's the first thing she's ever written. And it was like, oh what? shut up, oh mate. That makes me hate you a little bit. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's your first attempt. That's yeah. your first. Not even so much as a short story. What a dick move. Oh, my God. Nothing since like, year 12. Yeah. Smug. <laughs> I haven't. I Genuinely, didn't mean to be smug. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. So, we'll say that you thought of the concept. We're just going to go with that. Okay. Maybe. Let's go with that. And then you wrote the first script, and then how did it go from there? Did you like? Did you then write the rest together? Well, I don't know, Harry. Write- did you write the rest together? <laughs> yeah, I wrote, yeah, I, no. I wrote it all. I've been carrying you your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> no, he wrote ep two, and then I wrote ep three, and then here, and so we did odds and evens. But then any time we finished it, we passed it to the other person, and they'd do a pass on it. So they're all Frankenstein's between the both of yeah. us yeah. by the end of it. But we have solo credits, like just because we thought it would be cleaner to say I wrote four, yeah, he wrote four. It might help us get other work or something. That's right. I would. I I really didn't want, as a female and as my first job, I didn't want people to go, it's written by Patrick Bramble and Harriet Dyer. No. How much much of that was just Patrick Bramble? Because he is an established writer in Australia and America. I didn't want people to think it was like a 75-25 Proposition. Yeah. So I wanted some solo credits. So we've gone the other way. We've really That's a, you really have the gone the other way because now this is all it. I'm going to talk about. Like this is amazing. <laughs> I'll just start being the toilet if you go. <laughs> no, chat. no. This is really cool though. The first time you've written something and this is a result. Yeah. And now is obviously a collaboration and a 
Yeah. F- a joint effort, but still amazing. Yeah, yeah. incredible, incredible. Yeah. Like yeah. annoyingly good. This yeah. script. I mean, listen, I find it annoying too. But yeah. Still, we've got to give credit where it's due. Yeah. Um, so, is it how much of this, if any, is autobiographical? All of it, one hundred percent. No, very little. I think uh, we've bowerbirded a lot of stuff from our lives, from behaviours, and sort of. You know, there's no one person in it who's based on a real character. I mean, we used our own faces and bodies for this. We insisted on that sort of authenticity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's banter we between. We've got to AI it, but we just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in the end, we, we put that money towards the um, the dog. Um, but I think the banter between us is something that's, you know, very real, and that's from us. Yeah. But in terms of the story, there's no one character based on a person. There's there's behaviours, there's incidences, there's words and lines and things that when you put them all together, that makes Linnell yeah. or that makes Kiara. You know what I mean? Um, but but and there's like there's stuff like Harry has a dear friend who's a doctor, and we took a lot of her horrendous doctor stories and put mm-hmm. them in it. You know, with yeah, the, the stitching, stitching up all the vaginas. The uh, actually, she peed in the drawer as well, and yeah. that was out of the hospital. <laughs> yeah, that was not. Oh, wow. in, in the but, medical. But she she's given me a wealth of stuff as a student doctor. She's now you know a family GP, and she's incredible at what she does. But she. It, you know, she pricked her finger in the whole situation. They had to, and like the mum oh was God, like, I, I just had just a totally baby. No, and no. she's like, they have, we have to check for hep B and hep C and all, the, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's like everyone kind of says, oh, my God, is Linnell basically your mum? Because mm. she's so, such a mum. And she's not. My mum is like. She's not like Linnell at all. No, but there's flavours. Like I remember yeah. I started doing therapy and mum was like. <laughs> You don't need boundaries, that kind of thing, which is one of her lines. Like, it, 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 there are there's flavors of my mum, but it's mostly like um, just an amalgamation of all my friends' mums, and also fiction, just pure fiction. Yeah, um, it's kind of a relief to know that Lee isn't based on one person. Actually, oh no, of don't anyone, say it. Man. Of anyone, he's, of anyone, he's actually. A guy, um, that dream he has that he wait. Says, is, I can tell if you're joking. No, not joking. That dream is pretty much verbatim. Of a man told me that dream, and I was alone in a car with him, and it was oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. locked down. He picked me up because he was my. I had like a. I was doing a TV show in Vancouver, and they give you a driver because you work such long hours. I don't want you driving into a pole and being tired. So they pick you up, right? And it's five o'clock in the morning. It's like snowy and dark outside, and his name is Lee. I hope he's not listening. <laughs> And I said, or if you are, we mate, have a lot of lessons. Learn the so lesson. You never know. I yeah. said, Lee, how'd you sleep? And he goes, amazing. And I was like, oh, jeez. No, Lee, no. What's yeah. happening? You guys have the most amazing dream. And then he basically said verbatim that dream. And I was like, I haven't fully started my career as a writer at this point, but I think we'd written the pilot. I'd written the pilot. He'd written, like, I think we had maybe two done. And I thought, I don't know where this fits. Lee wasn't a person yet. Yeah. And I just. I turned into like brain glue mode and I just got every word. And then as soon as you dropped me off, I ran to my trailer and they're like, they need you to make up. And I was like, I've just got to get this down. <laughs> and I wrote, I basically wrote out the dream on my phone. Mm. Oh my because, God. I because can't believe that's writing, actually come out of the mouth of a human. Like it's just. And, sure alone, and alone with a young woman. Yeah. And like I'm blonde and he's like this beautiful blonde. It's just like, oh, what are you gross. saying to me, bro? Because you pick me up and drop me off by yourself in all these weird locations and I don't like you know, this. Yeah. And you know where I'm staying and this is really weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I was a cool guy. But I miss it's, either, him. it's either a good time or a good story. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And there's other things like, uh, 
you know, stuff that we've sort of um, extrapolated on, like Gordon's cancer storyline, there's no cancer, but I-, I had some medical issues as a kid. And it was like, oh, well, that kind of serves out that, you know. And there's like the the gambling thing. It's like from someone we know, you know, and, and gambling in Australia is a massive problem with, particularly with young men. And it's, it's you know, it's, the advertising. It's huge. It's out of control. And so that's something we planted, but we didn't, it didn't pay off. But we want in season two, if we get one, like to kind of extrapolate on that. And even if we don't get to it, maybe we get another, like we, what we wanted to do was plant enough seeds that we would have some fertile kind of stuff coming up because I, I like that you've created these characters and you haven't cleaned it all up. And so someone might watch it and be like, oh, you've got him playing pokies like once and you've got him playing poker like once. What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, should we care? And what we want is that for maybe for that to pay off later. Yeah, it doesn't all have to clean up in the first no, season no. No, series. No. Long lead, yeah. Um, and so in terms of that, like you sort of mentioned, will there be a second season? We hope so. I think they'd be has pretty to surprised be, if not. But we haven't got, we haven't got the green light, green light yet. It'll come. But you've got you, you've got you're all lined up with the ideas. You know where that's oh, going. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've got it's lots of ideas. lots of ideas. It's very sad. Like the guy who commissioned it passed away a couple of months ago. Brian Walsh. He's an amazing, he's a legendary huge, man. Huge, like a king of television in America. Uh, sorry, Australia. Where am I? We're in the UK. <laughs> we live in America. We're talking about Australia. He passed away incredibly suddenly. It's very sad. We have his picture printed out above our column from accounts poster in our little writing room. And that might be slowing things down a little because he he's in charge. He's be part of that organisation, yeah. But I'm sure um, – he loved it. The last time Patty saw him, he was watching a screening of Ep8 and he cried. He was At such end, a yeah. soft. Yeah, it was an guy. old school, like creative um, executive. It was just he was so passionate about story and that sort of stuff. And yeah, um, so yeah, so we've got lots of ideas and lots of fun stuff and shit that makes us laugh. And we're also aware that you know no one expected this show, like season one. No. You know, so this it's like sleep- th- this is a word of mouth thing, though. That's why I super, love about super it. word of mouth. So yeah. I think the second season when we do it, it's got to be at least 20% better to hit just the same note, you know. I so, think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got to make it good. Yeah, it's funny when it was coming out on April 11, we are like, should we do a lot of press? And they're like, we're just going to take incoming right now. And then we're like, oh, okay. And then they've just started coming. All these press, press requests have come in the last six weeks and they just keep growing and we're like, okay, okay. Mm, it seems like it's garnering something. That's the best way to do it though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. can't manufacture that. No. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just talk to you about episode seven, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a low cringe threshold and I, it was almost unbearably cringe. good. Yeah. Watching means- him with the friends, you mean? Yes. Horrible. Right? So good. Disgusting. So awful. Good. Like I wanted to peel my skin off. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. so awful. I, I've actually heard that. A few a few women especially have gone, I had to pause and take a walk around my apartment because Gordon was so <laughs> sad and hard to watch. For real. Like I've watched the whole series and I'm going to be – I'm like – Low-key obsessed with it, right? So I watched the whole series and I watched it again before I knew that this was happening. Amazing. But I haven't been able to watch episode seven. So I've done wow. one to six and then I've had to stop because I have to limber up. Because even though I've watched it, yeah. it's that thing because, like, he's just so desperate to be accepted yeah. and to do the right thing. And then, no offence, she's a bit of an asshole. I know, and but then, isn't it great that she's a bit of an asshole? Yes, because, because it's refreshing because usually it's, like, the other way around. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And also, like... Chicks can like I, I don't know I can't speak from a hetero male perspective but like girls can be suddenly like I don't know if I like him anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. and it can turn us into a bit we can turn a bit mean yeah and and I just didn't you don't want your characters to be perfect and she'd been a bit of a legend and suddenly she wasn't being a legend anymore and my I, one of my oldest girlfriends Kate she messaged me and she's like I hated 
Ashley in Ep 7. I'm so mad at her. She was so mean to Gordon. I was like, good. Yeah. Mm. Nuance, right? We all have these yep. layers and she can't be then, like good no, all the time and likable and, and lovable yeah. and stuff because everyone's got that side. And you can forgive her in Ep 8 when yeah. she kind of yeah, goes, exactly. I'm sorry I was a bit of an asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. Like it's complicated. It's a bit, it's not clear like why. I mean, she just didn't, wasn't feeling it. And, and he was acting really thirsty. Yeah. He was yeah, acting weird. He was trying to do the right thing, Too but he got so that. tense about it. But Ep 7, the end of Ep 7 is one of my favourite endings, that yeah. fight that we have. Yeah. I just love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, that track that we use, that Holly Throsby track I loved, and then she sees the um, lost sign. It's very lost raw, the, the end of it. It's just yeah. so like, you know. You know that fight, sorry, that I remember um, it had been a long week, I think, my grandma had died the day before this day and I was very tired and emotional and I saw this, you know, on the call sheet it has always the list of what you're shooting that day and then next to it has like the page count. So you might see like interior bar, six-eighths of a page. You're like, oh, that'll be easy. And it was late, the summer was like, and then I saw at the end of the call sheet it was like, Ashley and Gordon have a fight on the street. Something like five pages. And I was like, oh, my God. That's a lot, especially when you're like you tired. Know, not in the right headspace. And I was like, oh, my goodness. But it was the right headspace. I don't feel like it. Yeah. I don't want to fight on the streets. Um, I don't want to fight on the street. I don't want to like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like I had it in me. And then Patty is such a beautiful and generous actor that it, it, it just was turned into fun again. It turned into like tennis. You know, as soon as we got our lines down, which sounds crazy because we wrote them, but like you've still got to learn them. Mm. It became fun. Mm. It was like, just let's just get into it. You know, no, you Oh, you got into it, guys. Yeah. yeah. It was heartbreaking. Like, it was really They were so to mean watch. to each other. Yeah, awful, but in that way that couples can be when they yeah. really like each other, but they're really, yeah. like, yeah. frustrated. That's yeah, right. I love a good fight. Pat doesn't like fighting <laughs> as much as Which I is do. almost annoying, right? It's even more annoying when you want to have that kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This, is the, yeah, this is the least I've ever fought in a relationship. Yeah. It's the most Patty's Which is healthy, ever fought. but also annoying. Yeah. 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 Um, please say that none of those outfits were from your actual wardrobe, <laughs> Uh No, but I kept them. Um, I think they were a good look for me. I mean, the tie-dye was kind of okay. It was that hoodie. Yeah. That was a hard time. The hoodie lime was shocking, green. wasn't it? It was that oh. lime green. I don't think yeah. anyone could pull that off. Except but, yeah. Billie Eilish. Except Billie Eilish. Oh, yeah. And then she <laughs> yeah. finished yeah. it. Fair enough. Last of all, because we have to wrap up. I know you, like, you've got a busy schedule and stuff. I just got to tell you on behalf of um, Pilot TV Pod, we are Team Gordon in terms of Ryan is a massive, massive bellend. Yeah. Right? Just going to end it there. He's a massive bellend. Yeah. And, you, and Gordon was totally right. It's not the word I'd use, but yes. Yes, I know. <laughs> Look, Just in case any kids are listening to this. It's not sure, Ryan's sure. fault. He was written that way. Uh, <laughs> but he needed a good job at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's always that, it's always that one person that was going to tip him over the edge, wasn't yeah, it? it was and Ryan. It was, oh, Ryan yeah. was definitely that guy. Yeah, and yeah. I loved actually James, my the guy, well, his name's Ty, but who played my ex. He, I love cutting to him at that. That moment when Ryan makes fun of him, all right, come down, Grandpa, whatever he says, and watching James go like, <laughs> like he's, <laughs> he feels, <sighs> it's such fuel to the fire having yeah. Ashley's hot ex-boyfriend laugh oh, at you. Oh, God, it's yeah, like, yeah. that's what Horrific. makes him yeah. call like a car crash, yeah. like slow-mo. Yeah. yeah. Awful. It's great. I love Awful, it. Awful but brilliant. Thanks, Kay. Thank you. Thank you so much. I can't wait for the series two, and you've got to come over again, and we've got to do a long chat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we will. Done. Absolutely. Deal. Done. But Colin, Done. you've got to bring Colin. Oh, he's not mm. ours. I think he's- Tell you what, we'll find a local border terrier. Okay, fine. Okay? Because yeah. apparently they all look the same. Thank you so much. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Right, that was our Colin from Accounts interview. Kate was everything you dreamed it would be.
Oh, more. I absolutely love that. What a power couple they are. And I just love the fact that she was the one who sort of wrote that first episode and just totally owns it. You know, she was like, no, I want that writing credit. I did it. And it's the first time she's ever written a script. It's so frustrating, but also (laughs) very admirable. I like the fact that James describes you as stalking them when you enter into them. When he interviews like people, eight people from Silo or The Expanse. And also, also, he says, I'm stalking them and he arranged the interview for me. I feel your Pulling the curtain too far back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um I would happily say I'm a stalker of them because I think they're fantastic. Did they bring Colin? Tell. No. Where you, was Colin? As you would have heard from the interview, James. <laughs> Which I've clearly uh, listened to, <laughs> yes. Which you've clearly listened to. Um, he is at home. He um goes by a different name. He's not Colin. And he's very interchangeable. What's his real name? He's, I mean... Zach, I think. <laughs> Zach. Zach from accounts. Yes. It's less good. No. Less good name. Uh, okay, should we talk about news? We should probably, yes. without spending too much time on the BAFTAs, at least go through the top line. Now, Boydie, yeah. you were on the jury again, weren't you? I was on one jury. They're separate juries. So which category did you run? I was on just for the record? Actor. Uh yes, which I think you'll find is one of the most I'm for, I'm gonna say it. The best shortlist for any category. Talk us through it. In the Who BAFTAs. was in it? Possibly the best shortlist ever. Okay. Ben Whishaw, this is going to hurt. Mm. Yeah. Chasky Spencer, the English. Yep. Killian Murphy, Peaky Blinders. Mm. Gary Oldman, Slow Horses. Martin Freeman, the Responder, and Taron Egerton, Blackbird. Whishaw, Spencer, Murphy, Oldman, Freeman. What six legends? How acting. long were you deliberating on this one? A long time. There was a lot of there was a lot of stuff to watch. A lot of deliberation. It was fascinating actually, and a really amazing um, jury. Prano Bailey Bond, you know, was on the jury. Um, other people, his names I can't remember right now on the jury. But it was a real hype. Like, Colin Salmon was on it. Colin Salmon. There were actual proper actors yeah. on it. Uh, Clay Bang was on it. Really? Clay Bang. I can say this now because you have to keep it a secret that you're on a jury until the actual BAFTAs themselves. I was on a jury with Clay Bang, the horrible, the brilliantly horrible central character from Bad Sisters. The prick. Yes. And yeah, the, prick. the highlight of one of the highlights of my life was when I said something about one of the performances and he said, I agree with Boyd. <gasps> You've made it, Boyd. You've made it. I've made it. Yeah. Um, So it was a fantastic thing. And the winner was Ben Wishaw, which I think it was the right right choice. That's a difficult one, though, isn't it? It was so tough. Because any of them would be worthy winners. I'm surprised that you weren't lobbying for Martin Freeman. Well, I think. Well, who's to say he wasn't? Though? Who's to say well, exactly. he wasn't? Let's not exactly. reveal it. I'm not going to reveal so, the machinations. Of course, of course, I think, yeah, of that, that, what happens think, in the room stays in the room. Yeah, you, you can say when someone agreed with me, but that's about as much as I can say about anything. But yeah, no, I, they 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 were all absolutely phenomenal. And I have to say, I spoke to Taron Edgerton on the night as well. This is name, of course you did. after snubbing Fine. him horribly. Yes. Yeah, and um, he was like, "Oh man, you know what?" He was like, he genuinely was thrilled to be in that company. He was like, "You know, when people say that and they don't really mean it," but he was very much modestly saying what an incredible list it was. And yeah. Brilliant, Ben Wishaw is, and this is going to. Hurt. I mean, they're all they're all they're incredible, all phenomenal. Yeah, and actually, to be honest, actress was incredible as well. So I just read the Bailey Piper. Mm. I hate Susie too. Imelda Staunton as the, as the Queen in the Crown. Winslet, I am Ruth. Maxine Peak for Anne. Sarah Lancashire for Julia. Not for mm, Happy that's, Valley, because that's next year, yeah. Happy Valley. And Vicky McClure for Without Sin, which we reviewed on, on the pod last week. So again, that's an incredible six fantastic actresses. And Winslet won, I think, again, rightly. I think Iron Ruth was yeah, for I mean, that doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. So those were the big acting ones, I think, were brilliant. You know what the biggest surprise... I don't think there were many surprises, I have to say. I think mostly the winners 
you know, were the right winners, roughly. Derry Girls won Best Scripted Comedy. I'm just going through. Um, um, Siobhan McSweeney, while we're on Siobhan Derry Girls. McSweeney, Best, yeah, exactly, Comedy Performance. Um, uh, the two surprise categories were miniseries, which was not, A Spy Among Friends. Remember we watched that? Mm-hmm. The Thief, His Wife and the Canoe, which was a dramatised true story. This is going to hurt. The winner was Mood, which I don't know if you even remember, was kind of like a musical Com- a drama that was on BBC Three uh, last year, created by Nicole Lecky, and um, it was good. It was really good, but I think that's a surprise that it mm. means this is going to hurt because I think this is going to hurt was the absolute out front a favourite in that category. And the other, and I would say controversial winner, was in the international section. Yeah, that yes. blew my mind. Yes. So the nominees here, Kay, were the Bear, yep, Dharma, the Jeffrey Dharma story, mm-hmm. Monster. Wednesday, you know the very the yep. huge Netflix hit Usakin, which is a French show, which, and Pachinko, yep, which we watched very much like, and The White Lotus. Mm-hmm. I think everyone assumed The White Lotus was going to win at least. Dharma, the Jeffrey Dharma story won, mm. and I think that is a real controversy. Now I've not seen Dharma, so I don't really feel that right. I can comment on its quality. But certainly, everyone I've spoken to yeah. has been quite scathing about yeah. it. So I think this is what happened. So here's my theory. Because the thing about the BAFTAs is you're only... The, they select one yeah, episode. Yeah, you told so me this before, yeah. which is mad. It's slightly mad. Not only can you only judge it on the single episode you're sent, the jury that everyone in the jury watches, you can't ref, you can't say, you're not allowed, you're specifically told not to say, oh, but the rest of the series was brilliant. The rest of the... So so the one episode, the Dharma, I reckon there's one episode of Dharma, I don't, I don't know if you remember at the time when it went out, I mentioned it on this podcast, that there's an episode which is victim focus, which focuses on one victim of Jeffrey Dharma and tells their story from their point of view you and um and that is the best episode mm. and it's actually much much better episode but than not the rest representative of, it. of the show as slightly a whole. unrepresentative of the rest of the show i would say whereas uh, maybe white lotus if they sh- maybe if they went with the first episode i don't know but what, who, knows who picks what episode. the episode and how the the so the the people who enter it so hbo slash oh, Sky, oh okay yeah. so they get to they pick, pick the episode that yeah. they want to yeah. be but what often mm. happens is and this is i've heard this quite a lot is you go i i would never appear that episode and i think the white lotus particularly suffers if you take an episode in isolation because it's such an ongoing mm. story it really is like it builds and builds and builds and builds yeah. to the finale whereas that episode of Dharma was much more of a standalone thing so I think that's my theory as to why it won Mm. It's a difficult thing that, like we've talked about this before. But I guess if you're expecting people to judge it, you can't expect people to watch every episode yeah, right. of every exactly. show in competition. So I understand exactly. the logistics of it, yeah. but it doesn't obviously help. I, I think it's the only it, way of doing it. Probably, know. yeah. I was particularly thrilled that Lenny Rush won for yes. um, best male performance. For yeah. am I being unreasonable? am I being unreasonable? Mm. Yeah, he beat Daniel Radcliffe. In that, John Pointing from Big Boys, Joseph Gilgan, your favourite from Brassic. Yeah, and also I do like John Matt Pointing Berry. as well. Yeah, it was a strong category. Stephen Merchant. I mean, that was a great. All the acting categories you were absolutely brilliant. I just have to say, fantastic, phenomenal. The other, the other category I was annoyed about, and you'll you'll identify with this, James, is <laughs> the chase didn't win in daytime. <laughs> and the repair shop of Royal Visit did, which didn't even go out in the daytime, it went out in prime time. But Claudia won for the traitors, oh, so it's yeah. all good. Traitors. There was loads yeah. of traitors there. Yeah, everyone was delighted about that. Yeah. And the traitors itself won best reality and constructed factual. I James. can't wait for the uh, new series to come on and for us to review it. Traitors, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think you have to wait a while. <laughs> Yeah, until hell freezes over. <laughs> James, you like seeing Yes, steady. but it still doesn't get qualified to be reviewed on the mm. podcast. We, we'll perhaps oh, well, discuss I should it. say shout, big shout out to um, my friend Susie, who produced Friday Night Live on Channel 4, which won in the comedy entertainment program. Catch it did. Absolute triumph all round for her. 
and Ben Elton who hosted them. Any Excellent. More, any more categories you want to mention? No, Fine. I don't think so. Okay. I think that covers off most of the BAFTA stuff. It's, what other news has there been? Oh, Bad Sisters won. Sorry. <laughs> then I finished. It won a couple, didn't it, Bad it was Sisters? Inter- well, I, this was interesting. Bad, Bad Sisters won Best Drama Series yeah. and it beat The Responder, Sherwood and Somewhere Boy. And I would say they were all interesting. Like I would say Sherwood or The Responder would have been the... But Bad Sisters, which was quite comedic. But yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I would not have classed right. that as well, a drama. That's but obviously they choose up. what category yes. to nominate it for and they've chosen drama. Yeah. But it's a black comedy. Yeah, but what so, drive they ended up being the I mean, winner. fair play to yeah, them. Yeah. Like, clearly they... they but, yeah, yeah, surprising. There you go. But, I, I really have finished talking about the BAFTA. Okay, BAFTA's then done. Uh, In other TV news, what else have we got? What has been happening? Okay, my quick bit of news, very quick emphasis on quick, is, um, and just like that's got a date, 22nd of June, we can expect the new series to um, air. Yeah, you'll be talking about that, James. (laughs) A lot of people do watch it, though, so... F you. That's, no, no, that's never taste. stopped him from uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> taking um, that attitude. And so. also, more hang importantly... On, hang on, We set that show on fire on this podcast when we first reviewed it. And it wasn't until afterwards you all did a, a reverse angry ferret on the whole thing and just like <laughs> and decided that it was great. I think my review is more nuanced than that, but carry on. Like, Terry was spitting oh, Terry, blood yes, over that show then and then a, yeah. completely turned around yeah, on turned it. Around, yeah, turned around, yeah. Yeah, but that's fine. You can do that. You can feel, you know, you can change your opinion on something. <laughs> um, anyway, more importantly, Virgin River has been renewed for a sixth season even though the fifth season isn't out yet they've announced that the sixth season has been confirmed it so has. James I know for one will be absolutely thrilled I am I'm pretty psyched about it it can be said um, any quick news from you James? <laughs> well funnily enough so I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the Marvel stuff so Echo which is one of the most... So we got release dates for for Loki Season 2 and Echo, both coming to Disney Plus later this year. But what's interesting is the Echo release is coming on November 29th. Not the first episode of Echo, but all of Echo. So they're dropping the entire series in one day, which is not something that Disney Plus does at all. And not something they are planning to do, it seems, for any of their others. But for that one show, Mm. it's getting a Netflix-style, all-at-once binge drop. Did they explain why? I, I mean, if they did, I didn't see it. So when's, I have no idea why they've done when's it. When's it debut airing? The 29th of November. Maybe it's like a uh, like a Thanksgiving thing? Maybe. Maybe, maybe, it's, there, maybe it's a gift. Maybe yeah, it's maybe a it's gift. Like a Thanksgiving gift. But that was quite that was quite all. surprising to me. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, there was a, a picture came out of uh, Raylan Givens, Timothy Oliphant, uh, in the new Justified spin-off series, limited series, which is coming. His hat has a new studded leather band, just Brilliant. in case you were wondering. Brilliant. Uh, so that's the thing. Anything else? Netflix confirmed that um, the sixth and final season of The Crown is going to arrive this autumn. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is slightly sooner than I expected, actually. Yeah. Um, but that will be. And that's going to be like the big Diana, you know, death series. Oh, it's going to be interesting how they deal with that. I'm kind yeah. of dreading it. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, and Mike Flanagan's Fall of, the ha- Fall of the House of Usher is due also in the autumn, or Fool, as I believe they call it in America. <laughs> and that is the last show that he's f- done for Netflix because he's moved to Amazon. He's, you know, he's got a huge deal with Amazon, Mike Flanagan. But we love Mike Flanagan's work, obviously. Uh, sex, sex Education will be back, Series 4. Uh, around I'm excited May. for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Although Maeve is not going to be in it as much, as she yes, has said right. in she's the away, past. Right? Which is a shame, she's gone to America. <sighs> It'll still be great, though. It will be good. It will be good. But I, I will miss the character of Maeve. Yeah. But all the American kind of, all the big streamers and networks do their upfronts yes. this week. So they're all kind of announcing their big shows. Upfronts, which is, of course, what Naked Attraction is famous for. <laughs> Obsessed. Amazing. Amazing joke. <laughs> I heard I mean, the air quotes generous. around the word joke. Yeah, yeah. Being very, yeah. very I mean, generous. Yeah. 
And that's the end and of news. Right. Okay. Kay's got dinner to go to. Come on. Yeah, Kay's got dinner to go to. So we're going to end news right there, lest her dinner get cold. Uh, let's move on to reviews. And first up this week, we have Platonic, uh, which is a new half-hour comedy on Apple TV+, Plus, to give it its full name, which stars Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne as former best friends who drift apart later in life and only to reconnect after he gets divorced. Now, Kay, yeah. please state the nature of your love for this. I it, do you know what when it first started I was like mm, I don't know I I wasn't loving it I was thinking oh god it feels a bit like it's really trying to you know it's making this point about can men and women be friends and also you know there's a bit there's a bit where um, Rose's character who's called Sylvia is talking about how the fact that women often invisible in their 40s which is true but I just felt it wasn't very subtle and I was like oh god is this going to just be very like heavy handed throughout but actually um, once like I watched more of it and I actually watched two episodes it really did you know I really did warm to it and it is, it's funny and I really like the fact that it's basically about these two best friends who have fallen out um, they grew up like they went to college together in time as they've got become adults they've fallen out and she wants to reconnect with him um and it's about can they do so can they recapture that magic they had together and you know they had so much in common but do they have anything in common now they've both gone down different paths she's become like a housewife she's got some kids um she's settled in the suburbs he's like um newly divorced and is working in a in a bar they've got very different lives now but it's about that friendship and i i really engage and the for me the thing that draws drew me in and made me change my mind is because their chemistry together is so good and so um, yeah I enjoyed it I, I, overall I did enjoy it I, I, I thought it was really good actually it was my, I, I, was sli- I wasn't dreading it but I was, I'm slightly um, what's the word not cynical I'm sl- I get slightly irritated by you know the, Amer- the, the American movies directed by like, Nick Stoller created this and he um, you know has created a lot of those kind of forgetting Sarah Marshall get him to the Greek the five year engagement Neighbours, which was known in America as Neighbours, known here as Bad Neighbours, wasn't it? Was that what it was called here? Yeah. Mm. Um, which is which is what Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen were both in that's husband and wife. And all of those films, well, they irritate me slightly because they're all like often frequently really funny, but they all encourage the cast to imp- over-improvise. Yes. And they're full of like way too long scenes where the cast is just, you know... Well, it's sh- that Judd Apatow style yeah, of comedy, it's isn't Judd it? Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's all, it, and, and this is all kind of became, in the, particularly in the late night 2000s, like every single American mainstream comedy film <laughs> had too much improvisation and was too kind of... So I was slightly like, is this just going to be one other one of those things? I think this is one of the best things Nic- Nicholas Stoller's done for, for a long time because it works in... Th- this feels much tighter and more kind of reined in, if you like, than his his films, his overlong, indulgent <laughs> films. So I was pleasantly surprised. And I think there is really good chemistry between Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen. I thought that the supporting guy, Luke McFarlane from Bros, is in, plays her husband, the her hunky, handsome husband. And he's like brilliantly kind of naive. He's like, oh yeah, go and see your ex. Your ma- oh, not, he's not the ex, but go and see your platonic friend. It'll all be fine. Yeah, reconnect with him. When she's like doubting the, the wisdom of actually doing that. Because she obviously does fancy him, I think. Do you think? I no, think I so. Think- Oh, left, see, I didn't I pick think, that up no, at all. I think it's I mean, left ambiguous. And I think what it is... is it is I think, ambiguous. I think it's that they understand each other and, like, they... Yeah. He fulfills something that she needs that she doesn't necessarily get from you know like like as a platonic oh, friend completely. Yeah. But there's one shot of her like a kind of slightly lingering look at him, which I thought was, was obviously deployed. Only, yeah, but you do that to me and it's platonic. 
<laughs> it's like James watching Naked Attraction. <laughs> can I just say, can I just say, since you brought up Naked Attraction again, the most awkward thing about that show is the hug. Oh, Do you know 100%. the hug? The hug, the hug is, is excruciating. Well, you know, well can I, let me just say this as well about it. When there's two gay guys doing it, the hug is like excruciating. You're like, oh my well, God. They have anything? to do that thing yeah. where but, they have to do a naked hug where they have to contort their bodies at angles so their genitals yeah. don't come within yeah. at least two feet of each other. It's kind of easier to do, do you know what I mean, with a man or with two men. They're avoiding knob, accidental knob rubbing. Oh my God. Oh my so she brought it up. Right. No. Who was playing Pilot TV Bingo? Who had accidental knob rubbing okay. on their card? Because Fine. if you did, have you rip, win. Rip my ears off. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry. Thanks. Anyway, back to Platonic. Um, I love it, by the way. The other thing about Naked Attraction is they very James. rarely do they ever, ever like, go on a, like, a successful date. Hardly ever. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, just saying. By the way. So they never get to see each other oh, naked no, again. Exactly. It's this just that one occasion. has been yeah. 95% naked attraction. Yeah, just, just, yeah. As they may well be going for. Who knew? Um, so yeah, I really like the mood of this back. Back to Platonic. It's um, it's just it's really good. It's it's funny. How many apps have you seen? Two. Yeah, me only two. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just both. You know, both of them. Like Rose Byrne can often be quite a little bit sp- uh, irritating sometimes <laughs> in her films. Don't hold back. Sometimes. Sorry. Poor Rose Byrne. I know, not- can I just say to Rose Byrne, she gets to use her actual accent in this, which yes. she rarely yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think she's. I think she's very much at home and relaxed yeah. in this in this role. It's a really good role. I'm sorry. Not, she's not always irritating. It's a good role. She's slightly less. Irritating than usual, she says is. Boyd. So for Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen can be, you know, all of these. I can love be, when Seth Rogen loves. He sounds like Fozzie Bear. Yes, he does. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. completely. Um, so yeah, it's good. James, what did you think? I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was good. I agree with most of what you said. I didn't think it was annoying. Well, I didn't think it was a comedy. Yes, it was a... I didn't think it was laugh out loud funny. But I, you know, I quite, no, I quite but... enjoyed it. I won't be watching any more of it, but I quite enjoyed it. Classic. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. There was a naked attraction to us. <laughs> it was no naked attraction. You know, there I'm were no telling you, I'm incredibly you awkward now. hugs with naked uh, people. He gives it all the chat of like, oh yes, I'm done with that now. He's definitely going to watch more naked attraction. I thought you were talking about this. For a no, second. you're no. Naked, oh, right. You're definitely going I, back to naked attraction. I don't attraction. know that I am. Yeah. I mean, yes, I, know you I, I don't feel like there was a plot twist your at the mouth, end that I need mouth, resolved. Your mouth is saying no. Your eyes are oh, saying yes. You're going full That's poker right. face on me now. You're like bullshit. <laughs> wow, I call yeah. bullshit. Yeah. I am calling bullshit on you. Fair enough. Okay. Well, if if I do bring it up, it will come into what we've been watching next week. Right. Okay. So Platonic then, which is on Apple TV Plus on. Well, it's a comedy, Wednesday. so Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday yeah. comedy night. Wednesday yes. comedy night on Apple TV+. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Next up, we have Maryland. Not Maryland, Maryland. Now, and there's a crucial distinction here. This is on ITV, and this sees Saran Jones and Eve Best as two slightly estranged sisters who reunite after the body of their mother is found on a beach on the Isle of Man. Boydie, they say no man is an island except, of course, the Isle of Man, which presumably is the sole exception. What did you think of this? The funny thing about this is, it's set on the Isle of Man, right? And, and, and a lot of the, um, what? What are you shaking your head what about? What terrible... Oh, to James. Yeah, yeah I know. Just, terrible. Just glossing over Boy, just ignores it. That, that doesn't it. even exist. But the Isle of Man is interesting because it's, so this, like, it's, the Isle of Man location is central to this whole storyline, which is that these two sisters' mothers found dead on the Isle of Man. Yeah. On a That's the premise, Isle of Man. not a spoiler. That's the premise. Exactly. <laughs> Happens in the opening scene. And it's all about them going to the Isle of Man to see what's going on. She's yeah. having a secret life on the Isle of Man. It's not even shot on the Isle of Man. <laughs> is it not? <laughs> Shot in Ireland. Exactly. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
I didn't why? Expect, I know. <laughs> Fuck no. I need to know. I, know, I need same. to know why this you is shot the other thing man. that's weird about it is years. I don't know if this is still the case, but years ago, a film was made. Like they used to make quite a lot of films on the Isle of Man, and there was like a tax break reason why. So it was like it was cheap to film <laughs> on the Isle of Man. So I was like, half of me was like, this whole thing is built around the Isle of Man because it's quite cheap to film there, but they didn't even film it there. So yeah, it's insane and weird. It's filmed in Ireland. Anyway, once you get over that, <laughs> if you can, intriguingly, um, Saran Jones is her own idea that she came up with. She, she came up with the basic premise of two estranged sisters, very different sisters, um, and the mis- and finding out that their mother lived, lives a mysterious double life. And the actual script is written by Anne-Marie O'Connor of Hullraiser's fame, which both Kay and oh, I really I liked. Love Fantastic. Or oh, you mm. didn't like because you don't like comedy. <laughs> um, and Anne-Marie O'Connor generally is known for comedy writing, I think, more than, than drama. But I think she does a really, really good job of kind of giving them dialogue that is that is kind of believable, I think, and authentic, and not kind of too over the top. But also mm-hmm. interesting. And like interesting. It yeah, like it's not as boring as right. normal people speaking. Exactly, 100%. Mm. Um, and it's directed by Sue Tully of Line of Duty fame, who also does a really good job. Uh, this, what? Of EastEnders fame. Well, and indeed, and Grand Chill fame, if you want <laughs> yeah, to, how yeah, far yeah, you want yeah, to go yeah, back. Yeah. But she's now an incredibly successful director. Yeah, of brilliant, brilliant mm. director. Um, it's really well shot, nicely shot, and kind of moody and atmospheric. But the best, the, the absolute best thing about it is the interaction between the two sisters, played by Saran Jones and Eve Best. And what I think is interesting is Saran Jones's character, who's like a, you know, she's got family, she's got um, a husband and kids in Manchester, and she deals with her dad quite a lot, he lives close by. And she, her character's Fairly straightforward, at least to begin with. Right? She's a dutiful daughter, dutiful, right? Yeah, so she's family a little, yeah, family orientated, yeah, sees right. her parents all the time, yada, Exactly. Yada. Whereas Eve Best's character is an absolute, I don't want to use the B word, but some people might use the B word. Be like, you know, I, be, I, I don't I know think that borderline. she is. No, 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 I think right. she's got hard I edges. Think, she's I think definitely hard edges. Facile yeah. to call her that. Oh, because, yeah. Yeah, you know, boy, you're so I facile. I people call her that. I'm not, I'm not facile. <laughs> so, but she's spiky. Yeah. She's quite posh. She's li- she lives in London. And has a high powered job in London. She's constantly on her phone dealing with issues. She's a little bit of a stereotype at first. You know, she's she's sort right. of like you know. Well, this, this is the thing. Yeah, yeah. So she, she is a bit of a stereotype, but mm. she is brilliant. I think Eve Agreed. Best is the star of the show. Yes, uh, and she was great in um, uh, House of the Dragon, which she was like dragon Indeed. riding. What's her name? What's her name <laughs> in House of the Dragon? Yes, Boydie. Her name is <laughs> yes. Rhaenys Targaryen, oh, the queen that never was, that yeah, wasn't, was the queen that almost was. She was furious yes. in most, for most of the time, yes. wasn't furious she? Furious queen. Yeah, furious queen. Rhaenys Targaryen. She's great because she takes a, a character that could be stereotypical and one dimension and fleshes her out totally. So you believe completely that she is this kind of kind of big, you know, kind of quite spiky figure mm. who is almost like weirdly rude to her own sister. <laughs> you know, she's kind of like... Yeah, you can't tell, so It's not, hard to know if they're estranged yeah. or they're just like normal siblings where, you know, they've yes. just gone their separate ways... The thing I love about this most, I think I completely agree with you, is about these the sisters, but ultimately Eve Best's character, mm. is that this basically is an exploration of grief of siblings, but also how, you know, all the old resentments and rivalry, you know, comes mm. to the service. Because the whole thing is that Saran Jones's character you know, and this happens in families. You see it all the time, where one sibling thinks they know the parents more, or they love. You know, you know, they really take. Well, she's own- closer to her mother, isn't she? Yeah, yeah mm. but takes ownership almost of the yes. grief, right? Yeah, like and- I care because I was close to her. You fucked off to London. You don't get to be as sad as I am. Sarah. Yeah, but even just like in terms of like, um, you know, just owning the grief more, and like, and I think Eve Best's character is so good because she's sort of like 
no, you know, like I also love my mum just because I don't speak to her all the time or, you know, there's just, there's this friction there that yes. I think is so realistic. And um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it for that reason. I think the portrayal of grief between mm. siblings and, and obviously it's intriguing, this whole double life thing. Hold up, I've just got to mention, hello, Hugh Quashi, Quashi oh. is in it, who's well, fantastic. Uh, hello, actual Stockard Channing, yeah, exactly. isn't it? No, 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 I was limbering up for that. Uh, Sorry. You, ruined it. I wanted to start with him because he's fan- he plays the fantastically named character Pete Ribeiro. Oh, yeah. I, I did flag that. Oh, there was going to be yeah. a no did relation gag for there and there. Did yes. you flag it though? I did. James, did Spelt you? correctly um, as well, unusually. Spelt, yep. A podcast yeah. which contains another Dyer also contains another oh, yeah. Rivera. I was looking for another Hilton, but couldn't find one. Oh, yeah. oh, damn no. it. But Next yeah, time. as you um, so rudely interrupted, yes, it does also <laughs> uh, start Stockard Channing, who is incredible as the mum's friend. who And, you know, she presents another strand to the story, which we don't fully understand yet, which is, gonna, which is also intriguing. But yeah. And Dean Lennox Kelly is the only. The taxi driver on the island, yeah, which is funny, <laughs> which is funny, <laughs> which he manages to offend exactly. Yeah, and uh, for one, the cult cast is great. And Andrew Knott plays Saran Jones's husband. And mm. Andrew Knott was in the History Boys, the original version of History Boys, with um, James Corden, the Russell Tovey. And I met him in LA when I was in LA because he went to see Quiet. the show. Uh, James got him to come over and see the, the final show because they're still really good mates. Oh, that's sweet. yeah, which is very sweet. And he was a lovely guy. And he's in this, and he's very good in this as the husband. Because you see more, if you see episode two, you see more of that family life thing becomes more of an issue as it goes on. It's interesting. But I think this is this is a yet another example of a superior ITV primetime drama, James. <laughs> it is good. It is good. Like, I, uh, I thought I had this worked out quite early on and in my head I was like oh, I know where this is going I already know like you, James. and then obviously I was <laughs> utterly wrong and completely you know wide of the mark and actually it's, it's fascinating I think the strength here is partly because you want to know genuinely what happened because I think by the end of it you're so invested emotionally in their familial relationship you need to because they, they need the answer so badly I think you also want the answers badly yeah. but I think it's the two of them together the two sisters because it's such a believable familiarity the fact that they almost regress to childhood mm-hmm. at times in the way they're being silly but then they also regress to just bickering all the time and it's partly because they're very different people but also because it's just that sibling thing isn't it um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 very very well written and extremely well cast. So, side yeah. note, yeah. side mm. note, mm. who still tops and tails? I do you know what I did think that I thought it's you're so, both sisters just sleep next to each that's other. That's weird. But also just generally, yeah, I it's thought exactly the same thing. But was, as a concept, it's so weird because it's just like a f- like a feet smelling exercise, isn't it? It's just gross. <laughs> Who does that anymore? I mean, like, I, I do feel a little bit. It wasn't a single bed. Like you could have just slept next to yeah. each other and it wouldn't have been weird. Your sisters, it's yeah, fine. That, that, Even if you're not sisters, it's fine. But then you know, I just assumed that maybe that was just something they did as kids and called it top and tailing, and maybe it was that was a th- that was in my head. That's how I because the only way All I could. Right, explain. Create a whole backstory for it. Well, Maryland then, which airs on ITV when, Boydie? It starts today, Monday, and it goes. It's on nightly, uh, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, nine o'clock, ITV One, or all available on ITVX. It airs nightly, so you can watch it in bed while top and tailing with the person (laughs) of your choice. Exciting stuff. Met on Naked Attraction. Who you may or may not have met on Naked Attraction. Yes, indeed. Right, finally, and I do mean finally, since we've been waiting for it for literally months, uh, we have Poker Face. This is Ryan Johnson's Columbo-style Murder of the Week procedural, and this one stars Natasha Leone as Charlie Kale, who has the uncanny ability to tell when anyone is lying. Kay, with the caveat that I have absolutely no idea whether you are lying, <laughs> what did you think of this? I really liked it. I thought it was so, so, so good. It's been worth the wait. I mean, as you said, you know, actually, I don't know because I tuned out. <laughs> 
as you as you probably said wow. during one of your tedious introductions. <laughs> yeah. What did you? Which, when did you tune out exactly? I tuned out after you said about knives out. I was like, because I was sort of thinking, how late am I going to be to this dinner? Um, sorry. Anyway, uh, as you might have said, um, she plays uh, Natasha plays a character called Charlie Kale, who is a drunk, slightly eccentric, extraordinary woman who can somehow tell when people are lying or not, which will be very useful around here. Um, so she's currently working in a casino and I don't want to say too much about this because, it, you know, there's so many spoilers we could give away and I don't want to, but her gifts are called upon um, to use by her boss, played by Adrian Brody. And um, it's basically a money-making scheme, but all isn't as it seems. And it's just so good. And it, this is all, you know, this all rests upon her just being excellent in this role. I don't know if you said this, James, because again, I wasn't listening, but it's a case of the week. So. <laughs> Both the director and Natasha were big fans of Columbo, apparently. I read that in Boyd's review. Um, and you can, so we see that obviously in the series structure because it is a case per episode, but also in her ability, inability rather, to leave things. She constantly is coming back to the investigation. You know, like in that. Yeah, Columbo she can't way. let anything she go. She can't let yeah. anything lie. She um she yeah, she's relentless. But um I think she's I think she's a fun fab character because she's like this portrayed as this trailer trash, but she has this really strong moral compass. Um she's really I enjoyed her story and I can't wait to see how it pans out. Yeah, she has her own kind of uh idiosyncrasies. Mm. Which, she's got Boydie syndrome. Yes. She has a thing where she can't remember the names of things and yes. she goes to hilarious exactly. extents to try and... Yeah. The thing with the... Oh, you know, with, yeah. and it uh, looks sure, like a cat, but it's locker. not a cat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember yeah. the word for locker. But that's a, a brilliant idiosyncrasy to give her. It's fantastic, yeah. And she has other, like, physical little kind of quirks as well. I mean, so which... Because so not only is the Columbo influence there on the format, which also, by the way, not only is it a case of the week, but it's you see the murder yes. or the crime at the beginning, and you then she the then inverted arrives, detective format, yeah, in the inverted format. So you don't. It's not a who done it. It's a how, why, yeah, how they how to catch them. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Um, so it very much, but it's so. It's like if Columbo started now with a woman kind of like amateur sleuth at the centre of it with swearing and violence the violence can be quite you know a little bit shocking sometimes you know it's more it's more you know Columbo was made for you know mainstream TV yeah. the most mainstream TV so this is edgier mm. but not kind of in a forced way just in a this is what it would be like now way if this person this amateur sleuth did go around solving crimes and I think the one thing, and it's brilliant that um, Ryan Johnson's written the first two episodes, or it's the second episode, to get more of a feel of the... So did I. Yeah, yeah. The, of, of the kind of case of the week scenario. And the second episode has quite a long build-up, isn't it? Really crime. long. Yeah, it's like, really Really detailed. long. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the first one's quite long. Yeah. But the second one is really yeah. long. And also, I love the fact that the chronology... I, yes. I, I was never a massive Columbo thing, but my understanding of Columbo is the crime happens chronologically, then he investigates. Right. Whereas this, yes, the timeline is uh, yeah, yes, tied together. And he doesn't, what he doesn't do brilliantly is he doesn't go, oh, you know, five hours earlier. Yeah. There's no. no in, you have to work it out for yourself yes. what the hell is Which going on. Which at first, yeah, I was confused. And I was like, wait, is that... Yeah. He's such a master. Obviously, he's done two Knives Out films, and I think both Knives Out films are fucking brilliant. I agree. Mm. He's a master at this intricate plotting. And 
understand of using time in a kind of really interesting way and talk about kind of, you know, respecting your audience. Because in a way, it's slightly confusing to start with, but then you kind of go along with it and you understand slowly what's going on. I like it when you have to work something, right? Oh, completely. 100%. It's brilliant. She is phenomenal, as you say. She's Mm. just fantastic. She's the secret weapon, right? From that 60-a-day voice to her attitude, to everything about her. Look, every minute she's on screen, she's compelling. And I like, I'm sure this would work brilliantly because he writes it Mm. beautifully. But that bit of casting is genius. Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. And so he's only, he hasn't written the rest of the series. The rest of the series is written and directed by other people, effectively. But, you know, so I need to carry on watching to see how many, you know, if, if they stand up to his ones, because his writing yeah. is so good. Um, but I'm sure it will. Natasha Leone's written one episode, I saw later, episode eight, yeah. Um, so it'd be fascinating to see how it plays out. But it's just a joy, yeah. A compl- it, as, as big a joy as, yeah. you, as everyone said it was when we were waiting yeah, for it to arrive. it really is. And even though it's procedural, it made me want to keep well, watching is, it because she's such good company. Yeah. Which mm. shows you don't worry, don't get hung up on like the genre. Or I know, the I know, but I like it's about the thing itself. But also, there isn't there's an amount of without spoiling. There is an ongoing ish. 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 Very yeah, loose thing. Very and the fact that she's moving from place to place, again, feels very like Kane in Kung Fu, you know, the littlest yeah. hobo. You know, picture pick show. Yeah. But I like that she's going from place to place, so it's different people, different places, different things, different situations. Mm. Obviously, she has a lot of bad luck. She runs into a lot of problems. But yeah. uh, There is that classic detective show format, though, where it's like we want to say about Midsummer Murders. It's like the most murdery yeah. place yeah. in the world. Everywhere she, she goes. go from one place to another. There's always a crime. Yeah, How yeah, does yeah. that happen? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just delightful. Everything yeah. about it is delightful, and even, like the, the texture of even the minor characters, especially in the second episode, all the minor characters, yes. you feel they feel really like they have inner lives. They feel lived in. They feel well drawn. Um, well, yeah. Cliff Clavin from uh, Cheers. That's right. He's he's John Ratzenberger. No, yeah. yeah, he's, he's great. Yeah, John yeah. Ratzenberger. Yeah, fantastic. You know, and very the first one has Benjamin Bratt as well as Adrian yeah. Brody, and uh, uh, actor whose name I've forgotten from Orange Is the New Black is in it as well. Yes. Um, but yes, it's <laughs> it's Hong it's, Chow was in the second. Episode is really good. Always in the second Fantastic. episode. Yes, yeah. really, really good in that. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's a very, there's very a lot, good show. Well, there's a lot more going on, isn't there, than just also the case of the week. That's the other thing. There is. There's like side characters. Yes. There's like Hong Chow is a very interesting yeah. figure in the second episode. I thought the second episode was actually better than the first. I, I, would agree I, with that, I preferred yeah. the second episode. Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was great. But yes, yeah, so that is Poker Face, which finally, finally comes to these shores on Sky Max on the Friday. Uh, nine o'clock Sky Max slash now and the whole but they're all ten episodes will be available on Sky Ooh, exciting Friday. yeah also airing this week is FUBAR FUBAR which is of course uh, which is on Netflix which is Arnold Schwarzenegger's first TV series and it's kind of a spy saga in the same vein as True Lies it is as befits a show about spies embargoed you will be excited to hear thus you can hear all about that one on Thursday's Pilot Plus uh, but what else is out Boydie? There is a uh, there's an Italian series called The Gymnasts, which arrives on Paramount Plus on Friday, which is a six part mystery set in the world of competitive girls gymnastics. And it's about a group of women, young women, competing for the Olympic team. They're in the Alps, and mm. murdery things happen and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> murdery things happen. Um, there's the Sister Bonnie Face Mysteries. Which is the biggest hit ever on drama channel on UK TV. That's back for a second season on Friday at nine o'clock. Uh, what else? American Born Chinese, which yes. is on Disney Plus yes, on Wednesday. Which we didn't have um, screeners but for. But Michelle Yeo and Kihi Kwan of Everything Everywhere All yeah. At Once. It's fame. like a YA thing, isn't it? It kind of, yes. It yeah. seems to be a blending of sort of fantasy and reality. Uh, but screeners weren't available for that one, so we couldn't review yeah. it. Terry White will be very excited because Law and Order SVU is back on Tuesday <laughs> on Sky Witness. Now that's her favourite show of all time. Do you know how many seasons it's on, Kate? I know you're late for dinner, but. <laughs> 
24 seasons. Jesus Christ. For fuck's sake. <laughs> um, and there's a special premiere crossover with Law and Order Organised Crime, the spin-off, which starts the day before. So there's a, cro- so there's a, spin- there's a crossover between Organised Crime and SVU, which people like <laughs> Terry will be very excited about. And I want to mention Prehistoric Planet, which is the second season of that show, which is yes. on Apple TV Plus yes. on Monday, which is a spectacular um, VFX festival which has come a long way from walking with dinosaurs we've come a very long way it's, it's like it's the, the, honestly the effects I, yes I did host an event for yeah. Apple TV Plus but it's which, Jurassic Park level like it's amazing it really is astonishing yeah um, so that is on my, and that runs every night this week uh, it's like an event on Apple TV Plus yep. uh, Monday to Friday Prehistoric Planet 2 and I thought the arc was coming to Sky Sci-Fi but yeah, you've no. since disabused me of this notion yeah it was down originally to start yeah. this week but and now it's not starting this week but that's good because we weren't going to be able to review it this week because we had too much other stuff but now we can review it when it finally ends. Well, we'll see this that. is exciting, especially for Kay, who <laughs> really, really, really wants to go to dinner. Uh, so, and you want to go home for Naked Attraction, and I want to go home to watch Naked Attraction. Absolutely. Yeah, remember when we pick our favourite show of the week? You can't choose. I can't that. pick Naked no. Attraction. No. Uh, speaking of which, what is our pick of the week? Poker Face. Poker Face without Poker Face and not. Naked Attraction. No. no. Okay. No. Okay. Poker face it is. Uh, that's it for this week's show. If you enjoyed it and or Naked Attraction and have yet to do so, please do head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice and leave us a five genital rating. Uh, oh, my <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. He is, he is. <laughs> please follow us on social media far. at Pilot TV Pod at James C. Dyer at Kay Rivera at Boyd Hilton. Uh, we will be back in your ears next week and I've got to be honest with you, I do not have the first clue what we're doing next week. Oh. So I've just checked the calendar and there is nothing in it for next week so I've written well, nothing down that's because I haven't um, updated it. oh it's but absolutely actually, your fault without a doubt yeah, there's actually that quite a lot of stuff aggressive way of it was that. my passive aggressive way of blaming oh, you for this there's the gallows poll okay which is um, uh, your favourite Shane Meadows show oh Again, great another Terry White this White House Plumbers oh yes, yes. White House Plumbers yes, yes. forgotten about uh, that there's a thing called Deadlock on Prime Video <laughs> wow uh, there's Changing Ends Alan Carr comedy sitcom yeah. You look forward to that, James. Yeah. There's loads. Nacho, which is about uh, the porn industry. Okay. Uh, in Spain. That Italy, good. Italy, Italy. No, it's Spain. Spain, thank you. Uh, yeah, so there's plenty. Oh, so there's stuff. Don't you worry. So we won't have to end up reviewing no. Naked Attraction. Okay, no. good. Good to know. Good to know. Fine. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> until then, then. Bye, let's out. Mm.